This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Who's next joining me today? We've got Zenedra and we've got Rook. Zenedra. Uh, we've got who? Who? Zenedra. Me. Nidra. Zenedra. She was an adventurer until, until she took an, a, a Zenidra, an arrow to the Zenidra. I don't... Good, you know what? It was a good try, Fuge. It was a late night last night, so I'm going to say we just let this one go. We let this one I had, pass. I had, I had a coffee laugh. already. I am, I am drinking some water, and then after this is done, uh, I have more caffeine. So... In your defense, <laughs> a lot of people who have never heard me say my name will say Zenidra the first time, and then I'm like, oh, that's not how you say it. If you just like really lean into it and give it a bunch of flair, you can pretend like you're trying to like add a little bit of like Thavnerian kind of feel to it, like Zenedra, or like you know, know you get like, like I really hear, mysterious. I, I hear Zenedra, and I'm like, okay, uh, side effects include. <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds like it would be a prescription. It might thing. be a medicine. Uh, and Rook, and Rook is here too. Um, hey, all you know, simple. unfortunately. Uh... <laughs> Rook? 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 The amount of people Rook. who do call me Brooke is like, I'm like, I mean, it's fair. It's fair, I mean... but it's not Brooke. <laughs> There's a whole letter hmm. there that's not there. I mean, you know, at least like they don't like completely go off the. Okay, join us today. We have Bishop. I, I mean, Pawn. I'm, I'm Knight. I'm. These are pieces wow. in chess, Rook, just in case you didn't know. Um... What? In the game of chess? Wow, that was a sick burn for anybody who knows my secret that I don't actually know how to play chess. Fusion, you dug, you dug uh, deep for that one. I, I've got you know, to give you props for it. I'm, I'm going to try hard here. this morning. <laughs> we'll have to clip that. We'll send it, we'll send it over just for him. Yeah. Uh, we'll send it to Pook and he'll appreciate it, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Aldino's not here. He got swapped with work, unfortunately. Um, but... Uh, you, you know, get to see the good stuff with us yesterday. Yeah. So uh, if you guys didn't check it out um, last night, we did. What's do wrong live... with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm wow. just kidding. Uh, last night we did do our live reactions to the keynote. Um, so that will be up. Uh, I think it's still VOD on Twitch. We'll get it over on YouTube and stuff uh, for people that want to check that out. Um, next week we will be doing uh live letter recap so today is basically like day one of fan fest we're going to be going over the keynote and then next week we'll we'll finish that up because this is going to be a long weekend for us so we're gonna we're gonna kind of take a breather and you know it'll be fine we'll still get to everything uh then <laughs> on that note uh, for for those of you who are interested uh the actual live letter is tonight yes. at i think nine eastern same time yeah six six o'clock p.m uh, pacific uh nine eastern yeah Yep, yep. So uh, that'll be tonight. Um, and then May 29th, um, we will most likely be talking about uh, Hands On with 5.5 Part 2, since that is supposed to drop at the end of the month. And the 29th is pretty much as the end of the month as you can get for May. So uh, that may fluctuate a tiny bit. We'll see. Uh, June 5th, we're currently planning our 5.5 lower cast. We're going to have Moose on. Um, that's it on me tonight too. Uh, the uh, uh, what did they call it? Who was it? Who wants to be a billionaire? Was that what they called it? Um, yeah. They're gonna do a trivia. So I've, I mean, obviously, we, we love everybody participating in the two teams. Uh, I'm I'm a little biased, so I'm, I think Team Moose is gonna knock it out of the park. But uh, we'll see. That's not even their name. It's just like Team One and Team Two. But I'm calling it Team Moose. Um, so make sure to check that out. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and with that, we're gonna go. That's it. That's 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 everything before. 
the the big the big keynote discussion um so i guess we'll just we'll start with the the we'll, we'll go in order here i guess and we can i'm sure it's, it's just gonna be a mess of exciting like oh my god and this thing and then that thing and so we'll, we'll we'll get to everything um new trailer was so good i love that trailer oh. um you know it, it starts off and you're like oh okay like yeah it's this the same part we saw but then you're like i can't understand the words that are being said now yeah and then mm -hmm. you know we see the bit with with alfino and ali say and then i'm like well if they were going to introduce any new parts this is where the oh there it is and they yeah, insert, you absolutely like, the, called it <laughs> right right as it happened yeah and then it's like heaven's word music is stinian writing vitra into thavnir oh so good and then you go back to to fanny pack and xenos with a grunge version of the stormblood theme which was awesome. And then uh, we go into Razathan a little bit with uh, a, a spin on like the, uh, the ARR theme a little bit. And then we go across the map to old Charleian. It was so good. It looks so good. I'm really curious to see how the, uh, the gameplay, uh, the actual models in game change. Cause there's some pretty decent like color discrepancies between the CG and the in game stuff, but we'll get into that later. Uh, it's in development, you know, all footage subject to change. Um, and then we go back to Garlemald. We see Xenos with not only a scythe, but a gun scythe because Garlemald. Why not? Is it though? Uh, like, is it? Yeah, I mean, like, that's what's totally so funny has to me. Heard... It has the gun barrel. It, it does. totally does. I've heard some people theorizing that because he's Garlean, it might be that he is a special one since he can't, like, wield magic himself. But at the same time, so he's I mean, got he like the fan like, cred thing going on. Yeah, but he does have the artificial echo, and I mean, like we've seen him do things with primals and stuff. So I was, mm -hmm. I'm kind of actually interested why they have that touch there, and it did seem like even on Yoshida-san's outfit, there seemed to be some sort of cartridges. Yeah. But in the actual gameplay that we saw of it later, it doesn't it, seem it, as though it is that's a part of the class. Rough so. when they do that, right? Like, I mean, it could have been vials. They could have. I... <laughs> They could have been spikes for pitch and tents while you would venture. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then we go back up to the moon. It's us. It's the uh, the what was the the terminus beast? They're pokeballs for your undead. That's what they are. Oh, spirit pokeballs. <laughs> Void scent. I choose you. Form of Koji. Um, all I could think about now is somebody <laughs> throwing one of those and. Like, Koji's popping out of it, like, Koji! Like... <laughs> I mean, they obviously have never given us, like, eggy skins or things like that. But no. if they started now with some sort of Koji spirit skin, I would be like, this is the best game ever made in the whole history I of MMOs. Mean, I'd use it. <laughs> Alright, so that's that's the trailer. Um, it's, it's really good. This is, so... During the actual presentation, um, I remember actually making a, a, a note, like, they didn't call it the full trailer in the presentation. Um, on YouTube, it is the full trailer. So this is it for, for the, the intro for Ed Walker. This is everything. Um, so obviously, if you if you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. Um, it is also um, in our uh, keynote summary as well. Uh, you can find that over on Gamerscape.com. Link is in the chat for those watching us on Twitch. Um so after that, so it was this just. Is... Oh, can I just can I yeah, react yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second? Please, please. I have this so is what many this show feelings. Is. 
I have so many feelings about this this trailer. Oh my gosh, I was rewatching it earlier today. I'm sure a lot of us have just been rewatching it on loop. And oh, I'm, I'm I mean, at everything. least like a you know a dozen times at least. Yes, it's so good. I mean, everything like you pointed out from the musical journey through all the different portions of the game that are going to sort of culminate this story to the characters to a reveal of one of the other uh, you know like original uh, dragons and first brood like i was just sitting there going okay all right well if we get another dragon then the dragons have to play a big role so maybe still mare city or maybe still something with that or midgard or somebody's gonna show up and then all this stuff that we we saw there i mean as i was rewatching it today what jumped out at me were just all the details in the trailer there's so much like later in the presentation they show us and we'll talk about this too some of the different locations and maps and that like flood of what appear to be void scent like entities. I mean, they look like some of the void scent that we've encountered in like void arc and things that are coming down from the tower. That's all set in that like Thavnair, Radzat Han sort of area. Yeah. Um, one of the dancer statues actually topples over in yes. that shot. I noticed and that I was too. Sitting there just like, what? This is so neat. And then later on, even that shot of Charlian, as I was kind of going through it today, that statue that's in the bay, there's um, a shot as you get close into it where you can see that it actually has like the Thaliac symbol on his arm. And like mm. tying that into again, we talked, uh, they also revealed the 24 man, which is going to have to do with the different gods and the 12, uh, the 12 deities. So I was like, oh, it's so neat to see that as well. And then all these other little tiny like nuances in the landscape and um, gosh, it's just there's so much in that one trailer mm -hmm. that it's worth rewatching, and those emotional beats and those lines, and when Ishtola just like lays the smack down, <laughs> I am living for it. It's all so good. I really, I like with Ishtola just being Ishtola. I really hope there's a line where she she looks at Daddy Levayer and is like, "Dude, your kids are so much better than you. Like, <laughs> like you are awful." Um. I, yeah, it's it's really cool because obviously, right, Endwalker, they, when they announced it, right, this is the end of the 10-year arc since the beginning. Um, and it's really cool to have that represented uh, thematically and musically through the trailer. I thought that was really mm. cool. Mm. Um, Shadowbringers didn't get as much love as the other themes. I think it had, like, one line as, like, Yishtola walks up to Daddy, and that was kind of it. But... Um, it's yeah, it the was, most uh, recent. We know it. It's okay. Although, it's okay. Yeah. When, we, when we hit every time... Every time so far I've hit the end of the trailer, I think, one brain shadow, one brain <laughs> Every yeah. time. I'm like, this is not the same song, but here it is. The logo showing up and there's a dude whispering in my head. That's yep. Fair. I I uh, mean, there's still nothing in that trailer, although we know more maybe about Xenos now. And Xenos, or theoretically some of the things that might be happening with Xenos because of the size and the class that he is going to be uh, going into the next expansion. I can still say that Fanny Pack, st still not vibing. Still have literally no idea what's happening there. Mm -hmm. Nothing more seemingly revealed about him and what's going on. And I'm just, I'm waiting. Like, I'm waiting. And I'm curious mm -hmm. if we're going to actually get more of his direct involvement coming into this next portion. Because they did say that Xenos' job is going to be in effect here in this next, like, hunk of story that we get before the actual expansion hits. So I'm like... Maybe we're going to get something there because I still don't know what this man is about and I do not care yeah. for him. You know, also to, definitely to... seeing seeing his dumb CG face like beautifully presented. I was like, no, I still hate you. Get out. It's it's interesting, right? Because 
right right now right now right i mean obviously things will change as we get into endwalker right but like xenos and fan daniel they're just they're just kind of there they're like these are the bad guys okay um but fan daniel is missing on that key art for the expansion so that's something to note and then we have uh somebody at the top we're not sure who uh, yeah, yesterday we were could theorizing. Could be a new design uh, for Elise, maybe. I don't uh, think it is. Could, I don't could, think it is. I, She's I not a scion anymore. Could it be mom? I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Some uh, I've seen so many things about this. Like when we first saw it, uh, alongside everything else, right? We were theorizing live on our reactions, and you know, I was going like, "Well, who's a blonde scion?" And I'm going, "Well, yeah, maybe they totally redid Lisa's thing." And we mentioned the fact that you know, when she was Ida. She wore a mask, so I was like, it looks like she's holding something, but we couldn't totally see. And mm. now getting in closer to the art, if you've actually like seen the like high-def, big version of the art, it very much looks like some kind of entity much closer to like Minfilia, much closer to um, Rin. And that mask looks like an Asian mask, mm. like but like an ancient mask, I guess you should say specifically. And, and, and of um, course, like you can't see the ears, right? So you don't know if she's yeah. Elvon or. But you know, like she is right above Alice. I'm just. You know what yeah. really bothers me? There's no Cryo in this. Someone else brought it up in chat. I, I, I realized it last time. I'm like, where where the f is Cryo? She was the one who was supposed to go. To Charlion, and she wasn't even in the trailer. Like when we pan over, we see um, we see Orianje and we see uh, Thancred in Thavnair, and we only see Graha and then the twins' dad in Charlion. And I was like, but she literally said she's going there to set up relations and pave the way. It, so that is a big thing. I'm nervous. I know. They kill. They kill. Oh, they already Kryle killed my, the, my smart the Lala. They already killed the... my smart Lala. Don't do it again. Then is like, please God, no, not this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I have heard an interesting theory that I I could see that possibly what we see above uh, the like the top figure is maybe the original. Um, is it Vinat, the original Asian that um... may or may not have become the heart of Hydaelyn, kind of like how Elidibus was the heart okay. of Zodiac, which I was like, okay, I could see it, I could see it, I could see it. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a mask. I mean, it's it's not like some big red glowing glyph. It's not uh, like a super obvious like Amarat uh, or Amaratine like mask. So I yeah, I I'm, I'll be really curious to see who this is. It looks when much I... more like the dungeon masks from the set yeah. from Heroes Gauntlet. It has like yeah. that metal plate. When I was looking at it, I was like, hold on, how many people are in this picture? Are there twelve? There aren't. <laughs> it'd be um, funny if they're just like here's all of the like sliver representations of your 12 gods teehee but no <laughs> i mean i'd be so into that maybe with the 24 man maybe when we get to that i don't know i have no idea but uh it is interesting and there is so much so 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 much in that trailer i'm also curious because um this is something that i just noted but i want to do some more research on because i haven't yet actually like really delved into it so the book that we see graha have open mm. in his hands has these two eyeballs set into the cover and it kind of it's it's neat just visually because you know you get like the red eyeballs on the cover and then it like pans up to his face and you see his eyeballs and it's like oh what a cool shot but down the road when we're sort of actually touring Thavnair and things the banners and a lot of the different iconography that we see there in the city is this single eye that's kind of set in a similar way to the one on the book so i had a moment where i was like hmm. 
what is that about? So I I didn't notice that that tie with with like Thavner and Rosathan, but it's it's funny because Meansen actually talked about this for a few minutes um, before the show, and so yeah, there's a red jewel on the front of the book. There isn't one on the back of the book, um, but I mean, you know, that could still totally be for, for me. It was like, is this a book from uh, the the Empire that he's from? Which is completely yeah. escaping my, it, my Al- brain Alec, right now. Yeah, Alec. Is it like some kind of, some kind of book about Alec, Alec like royalty? Yeah. Like Yeah. Who knows? Um, we'll have to see. Because yeah, Red Eyes so. was a thing from them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do down. like I do like all the, the eye stuff. Although the, the freaking eye in the Thavnir stuff, it looks like it's grimacing. Like it looks like it's also a grimacing mouth somehow. It's mm. it yeah. bothers me. Yeah, it's very much like Void Senti esque. I mean, when I think about it, I was thinking, when I look at it, I immediately, at least the ones in Rod, uh, Rods and Han, remind me a lot of the, oh, the enemy type that's like the one eyeball with the wings. Ariman. Ariman. It reminded me a lot of an Ariman. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, like I said, I have no idea if those are going to be connected in any way, shape, or form, but I did think it was interesting that there was like that similar kind of icon. It's Koji's city, it's, it's Fernal City. <laughs> uh moving down i i did i did arrange uh some of this stuff uh in our in our keynote just to make more sense for the flow um so uh they did show the collector's edition um if if you didn't get it i'm sorry it's It's gone already it's gone um yeah uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna try really hard not to like poop on things today because i know a lot of people are excited the launch of the pre-orders for this collector's edition were awful. Um, so they're Yoshida's trying to on... give you the real fan fest feel. You got to stand yeah, in the right. line, and things have to run out. So, so they show off the 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 collector's edition, and uh, you know you're, they're doing it a little differently this time around. Previously, we would have Steam versions and PlayStation versions and all this. Now it's just there's a box where you get all the physical stuff and then you can like buy it to also include the digital code for your platform of choice. That's, that's kind of how it works now. Um, but Yoshida's on stage and he goes, uh, it's going to be limited. So order now. And he says now. So everybody's on the, the Square Enix store site, which isn't working by the way, none of the, the item listings are, are loading. Um, and then like maybe like an hour after that, they just popped up like out of nowhere and then they were gone like within the hour. Um last time we had, you know, like a, like at least a 24 hour notice of like, hey, this is when these go up, so people that want like and instead it's going live in like the middle of the night for some people. Um and then I mean, you're it was going live, like, live later. Yeah, it was going live real late for people. Um I mean, yeah. at the very least I'm glad they adjusted with the European schedule because yeah, I, I would feel so terrible for people that, you know, were watching at 4 a.m. and this is when they would go live, you know, yeah. but even so, I know a lot of people who had to work or do other things and they weren't able to get one. I I feel super lucky cuz I immediately got on there and I got put in the queue and I was like, "Well, I hope this goes through." I had some well, issues with my password trying. I had a queue. Yeah, I it, never like, even saw a queue. Into, yeah, it oh queued gosh. me into a line, so I had to sit there and wait 15 minutes. And then when that went through, it allowed me to check out my cart, and they told me, you have 10 minutes to check out. And then the website wouldn't recognize my password, and so I'm sitting here like, please don't kick me out I, of the queue, please. I, and Bebop came in, my partner came in and was just like, do you have to do this right now? And I was like, Bebop, if I don't do it tonight, yes. it's going to be yes, gone. Yes, I do. 
You don't understand. And lo and behold, this morning it was. And I'm, I'm grateful I got my order through, but I do feel really bad for people who had no idea this was coming, had no idea that they were even on sale. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It I was did not little, get one. Really bad. I, I was sort of on the fence on whether I wanted to because that plushie's real cute. So I guess just no. I won't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm it's thinking rough. maybe maybe they'll make some more. Sometimes they they do second they, runs of stuff. They should be able to. I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit last night. I mean, there's 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 time before the expansion. Um, mm. obviously manufacturing uh can be rough right now with with restrictions on things, but like, I would think that they would have time to to make more to meet demand. In theory, I mean, yeah, but... I think there's technically a wait list up. So, I mean, you can still be put on that to be notified if they do another batch, which is very possible. <laughs> like, it's very possible. Yeah. And I see and in even... chat people asking, like, did they sell out of the Lunar Whale, too? No, so, like, those digital goods are still totally available. You can get them. This is for specifically the physical collector's edition. So yeah. this is, like, the box that they revealed last night that has the special figurine, that has this little plushie and a zine pen, some, like, uh, framed prints... It's like the special physical goods version of the game. And yeah, it just sold out overnight. But everything else is still available. And you can still get like digital collector's edition mm -hmm. for the in-game goodies. Yeah. The nice thing um, about this box too is, um, as they mentioned during the stream, it doesn't have the game in it. The way you get your game now is they mail it to you or you log into the store and they're like, here's code. code. It's yep. a digital thing. So if you pre-order this and you have to wait a little longer for it, you're still going to get the game on time. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going into the details uh, for the actual uh, physical collector's edition, uh, the box uh, has a glossy uh, print on it of that uh, Heidelin Zodiac uh, artwork by uh, Amano that they showed off during the uh, the announcement showcase. Um, there is a Paladin figure that's going to you know pretty much complement that Dark Knight um, figure that we got with Shadowbringers. Um, it it also sounds like it's there's a like an effect piece that you can actually take off of it. Um, which is kind of interesting. That's a that's a first for these kind of figures. Um, there's also an art collection and frame set. These are actually bigger than I thought they would be, um, which I I'm I'm happy about. Um, there were what did they say seven seven point two by ten point one inches, um, and so it's basically all the the big uh, like key art stuff from uh, previous expansions, all the uh, Amano artwork and some uh, some Derplander renders and stuff like that. Um, there's the Asim pin, which is like super tiny. It's like an inch by an inch. Um, and then there is the Loperit, uh, mini plush, which is our, uh, little Lunarian buddies, uh, that we'll be seeing on the moon. So, um, it is, uh, what is it? It's like 150 bucks for the, the box. And then, um, you'll tack on another 60 or so for the code. Um, shipping and taxes were ridiculous as expected from the Square Enix store. I ended up paying like two fifty for this for this box. Whew. It's yeah, it's rough. Um, digital items for the collector's edition. You can get this with the digital collector's edition. You can get it with the physical collector's edition. Um, you will get the um, Arion mount, which is like a light eh. aspected ish eh. kind of version of the the mount we got from Shadowbringers. Yeah, it's kind of eh, if if I'm being eh. honest. Uh, we get a wind-up Porum minion. Um, if you played FF4, um, you know, you're, if you're aware of that, I just realized... As long as I get Porum and Palum, I don't even care. I don't need the box. I don't yeah. need the cute little plush. As long I'm as I get those have... two minions. 
part of the Viera actually clipping yep. over Zenidra. Whoops. I was going to comment <laughs> on it, but it's fine. I'm going to update that right now. I'm like, look, and I'm like, what is that? I'm like, that's weird. Why is Zen, the bunny boy is just encroaching on you. So he really, sorry. They really want us to talk about it and their you know, debut, and so they're just sort of sneaking in. It's fine. I'm okay with it. It's fine. Um, and then, um, like we've gotten with the last couple of expansions, we're going to get a glamour weapon uh, for Reaper. Um, that's going to be the Death Scythe, uh, inspired from the uh, design from Final Fantasy XI. So those the are... one thing that I'm really upset uh, about these minions with is I can't mm. have them both out at the same time. Mm. You and a friend. You and a yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. It's tough yeah. because I talked about this a little bit while we were doing the live broadcast. I... I'm really happy. I actually, Zen, I know you, I know a couple other people that really love 4, and I admit it, I've never played it, and I'm so sorry, everybody, I need to, but, like, everybody who's played it is really excited for these minions. I find it a little bit tough with stuff like this, because, you know, sometimes for me personally, like, if I'm ordering Final Fantasy XIV, and I'm getting, like, the collector's edition of that, and I'm, you know, spending money on whatever it is, whatever special upgrade, I kind of personally want it to be something that's actually like relevant to the game that i'm buying yeah but it's like it is That's and i fair. know that four does have a lot of themes that are it looks like are coming in with this most recent expansion but for me i mean i'm just like really not excited about those minions because i i just don't know the characters and i'm sure once i play the game i'll yeah. be like i'm so glad that i have them but like right now just looking at it that's like two items for, for both pre-ordering and the collector's edition that i'm like Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's in there, but I don't know them, and I don't really care. You know what I, mean, I really, I... really want? Huh. I want, uh, you know how sometimes when you get minions together, they do cute things? I really yeah. want, because they're slowly putting, like, all of the main characters from 4 in. I want yeah. when all of those characters are mm. together, something happens. I don't know what, something cute and adorable and amazing. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, that would be great. That would be amazing. No, we'll I mean, I just... I would have, I think I would have preferred something small, like a, you know, a small ancient or like a small Amaritide or Emmett Selk or something well, that just felt like it connected. Though, because we, so we, we've got the ancient from, from uh, Dungeons. Oh, right, right, right. And then uh, Emmett Selk, I can see them using that for uh, maybe Rising, the next Rising event maybe, or a Mog Station thing, right? Um, Don't say that. But yeah, I think, I think this, this batch, right, between the, the Collector's Edition and the pre-order stuff it's probably like the least excited I've been for like the digital aspect of things, but that's just cause like, like I didn't play a lot of dark Knight in 11. Right. So like the death sites, it's cool, but it's like, not like my, Oh my God, it's squall's Gunblade, or, you know? So, um, but, uh, if you do pre-order, obviously you're going to get, uh, the, uh, to, to complement that Porum minion, you're going to get the wind up Palum minion. Um, and then you're going to get a Menfina Arian that'll give you a 30% XP boost up to level 80. Uh, that's available now if you pre-order and you get your code and you put that in. So uh, definitely uh, make Wait, use of up that. up to level 80? Level 90? 80. Is it 80? 80. 80? It, gets, it gets you, like, oh. caught up to Oh, right, right, right. That's usually how it works. But yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so useless for me. <laughs> well, it's good for, like, the new class that you might pick Use up. Use it for glam. That's fair. That's like, fair. Because anyone who's started done the 70, Amaro, right? Yeah, like for people who've done the Amaro That's Mount, sure, it's not going to be that helpful, but it is yeah. account-wide, though, isn't it? So, no. Yes? Yes. Uh, it... I, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe? Probably. I'm yes. I think, I think maybe. it's account-wide. I think so. I think so those usually are. So you can use it on alt characters. I, have yeah. to, I'm, I might could be wrong with that, so, you know. Yeah. But take it with a grain of salt. But 
Yeah, I mean, I'm much more excited, I think, for the physical goods this time around. I know people are kind of like on the fence, but personally, people I was People in like, chat say it's account-wide. Account-wide, yeah. Okay. For me personally, I was like, I have wanted prints of this original Amano art for ages, and now it's going to come in one thing for me, and there's going to be a frame I can swap yeah. them out in. I'm so excited. The little the, like plushie looks so cute. I, I love the Zen pin, so... Physical, the physical stuff, I think, is probably one of the better offerings they've had. Like, not to say that there haven't been elements of previous uh, boxes that I haven't liked, but it's like, do I really need, like, Final Fantasy fourteen playing cards? Do I need, do I really need, like... There they be. Uh, a, a, a tiny, Which I was like, art about to pull like, out. I yeah. love the playing cards. All my stuff is just still in the box. I mean, that's <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I think everything. I love that cool. the Jokers. You didn't pull them out. Look at the pictures. The Jokers that are Athians. Cool. It's really oh, cool. I'm, I'm sure I looked at them. Yeah, there's just no easy way to to display it in a in a tiny ass apartment. Um, so maybe that's just me. Uh, <laughs> so um, we did get a release date. Um, Right now, the game is set to launch on November 23rd. If you pre-order, there will be uh, four days of early access, um, which right now is set to start on Friday, November 19th at 1 a.m. Pacific. So, there you go. Um, and, and we talked about this last night, and I can't not talk about it again. Um, we, we know that uh, the game has been delayed. We know stuff has happened. Um we know that the game is played around the world. We know that NA is only a part of the world. Uh, November 23rd, um, coming out of a global pandemic when people are going to be wanting to spend Thanksgiving with their families is an awful, awful, awful time to release this expansion. I just, I need to say it. It's terrible timing. It's fair. I mean, there was a tiny mention during this that they were like, you know, if we can get it in October, we'll put it out in October. But... I mean, the fact that they have this specific date, that date seems to be, like, really... Like, the way they announced it, you know, it wasn't like, yeah. we're kind of thinking this is what it is. Like, it was like, this is it the date. It seemed pretty firm. Yeah, they're like, maybe October, but the date, you know? So it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm right there with you, Fusion. I, of course, want this to be an incredible expansion. I think we all do. And so for me, anytime that a developer says, like, we have to delay for whatever reason... I tend to try to always err on the side of benefit of doubt and being like, hey, yeah. don't overwork yourselves. Do something really quality. I'd rather have something really, really good come out, especially when it's important like this, like a 10-year milestone in the game. So absolutely, I want it to be good. I'm not upset with them for that or anything. You know, they can't help yeah. it. It's going to come out. I do agree with you, though, that I think it's terrible timing for U.S. players or North American players in particular. And it's... So much far, like it's to the point where I mean, they were even making jokes on the stage US, about like Canada Thanksgiving is different. It's a different day, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, like, yeah. but like even they were like joking on stage about you know like yeah sure this still counts as fall and I was like it's right on the border between you know like it's winter almost you know and so yeah. it feels a little bit like. I mean, they obviously know they don't want it to be like this, but six months away, that's a pretty long hunk of time, especially with us yeah. having no other major, like we're going to get the second half of Boja, but there's just going to be a lot of time there where, I mean, really everybody's going to have to be just trying to come up with their own content and that's fine. You don't go play their games, do other stuff, but it is an unfortunately long amount of time. Do do we know, is it <clears throat> early access is the 23rd or official release is the early 23rd? Access, so like early access is, is 19th. 
Okay. The night so, before. I mean, that gives you a fair number of days beforehand. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, you know, and, and I think this this year in particular, I think it's just going to hit harder than normal, right? That idea of getting together with family. Um, it's actually so, their secret way of keeping people from going Black Friday shopping. Oh. They're like, don't go, don't go out yet. It's okay. still kind of not safe. Like, think, just stay home and play video there games. There you go. There Interesting. You go. Yeah. And I do see in chat, you know, some people are saying this is actually way better for me. I actually am okay with this. And I mean, that's awesome. Like, I yeah. again, I don't think every everybody's going to have a different a different take on this, and that's that's yeah. okay. Mine is just that it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be rough. And we I was even saying last night, you know, like with us and especially coming off this pandemic, I mean, our family tends to do like week long things because people come in from out of state and stuff. And it's not really a you have a choice in being here. <laughs> like it's a you will be here or you will get constant never ending text messages about how you're not there every waking second that you're not there. <laughs> like, So I'm just kind of like. All right, well, I'm going to have to balance a lot of stuff around this, so we'll I see. I believe in you. I know, we you. can do it, we can do it. Yeah. But it'll, yeah, it'll I, I mean, we'll have, especially especially everybody who pre-orders, you'll have a couple of dates beforehand. And honestly, like, for I, I understand the, the, the anger. For me, it's not such a big deal because um, my family doesn't put a whole lot of... Uh, pressure on thanksgiving we did that a lot when i was younger everybody hated it so now we're just like i mean we'll hang out for thanksgiving or the week after or the week before whatever works who cares sure. but uh i think for people who especially people who have uh jobs that might give them a break right around thanksgiving they could just tack on a couple of days at the beginning or at the end and it would actually be more convenient for them it's true. Yeah. I do see in chat Stephen mentioning, had another thought about the release time launch Thanksgiving period two weeks after that pandemonium normal, another two weeks to the proper raid, right? So what period does that put the Savage raiding into? I have seen estimations mm. that Savage raid tiers will be coming out around Christmas. So we'll see. But I mean, that is also something, right? As you get into this Thanksgiving window into it, like that that's unless they decide to delay or it's very likely that it will be coming out around that time. So for those of you who do celebrate that as well, I mean, yeah. that's well, going to be and a, a big thing again. again. right? Uh, you know, NA is only one part of the world. I mean, they, they oh, had yeah. FanFest in Japan on Christmas last time around. So, like, th that's not as big of a thing over there, for right? It's, it's a really big regional difference. So, uh, I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope that they push it back a week. Like, I... I mean, it'll be fine. People make it work either way. Like you said, there's pros and cons. Like people will have more time off, but people will also probably be trying to do more with family, especially if they're vaccinated and their family is too. So yeah, it's it's not the timing that I think they usually like to aim for. I mean, we know that usually they try to get it summer, yeah, yeah. which is typically you know a pretty decent time for most people and doesn't you know coincide with other major things. But this time around, it had to be delayed. It's okay as long as it's really good. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, you know, I, we'll, I, we'll find not... stuff to do. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and, and and right, I'm not knocking them for the delay. Like, obviously, I get it, right? But you know, do you understand? Like, do you understand? Are you being? Do you yeah. get it though? No, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> We're teasing. But you know, just the idea, and, and and I think right, it's it's bad enough that it's already that close to the holiday, but I think the holidays this year are going to be like a big deal, right, for a lot of people yeah. that haven't seen their families in you know, you know a year and a half, two years, right. So I, I, I don't think it's great timing. I, I get that it had to be delayed. They probably, could, you know, it, maybe they couldn't have pushed it back a week into like December 1st or something because then it's winter and then they didn't hit their fall target. And oh, 
okay. Like, it is what I mean, it is. It's not yeah. winter the first week of December. It's it's very late well, in December. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it we'll depends. See. It depends on where you are and how things kind of go with your weather yeah, we, and stuff. We might, you know? we might have to, to make some adjustments to uh, our review timetable for, for 6.0 proper. We'll, we'll see when we get there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be great. And I'm excited for when it gets here. It is going to be a while. So, I mean, like Yoshida-san always says, don't be afraid to try other games, to play other things, to, you know, if you find that there is a hunk of time where you just don't have a lot to do, explore some of that Steam library you haven't worked through, well, and, or, you and, know... And don't forget, too, we we're going to have, have that one. data center travel. We're going to have data center travel before yeah. the expansion. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we're not, you know, we've heard 5.58. We don't know when that's actually going to drop, but before the expansion. Uh, so that should give people, you know, something to do or to play with different friends or, you know, Mount Farm or something. I had so. a couple of friends uh, point out that that particular weekend release is a WoW anniversary release. And uh, I was <laughs> I was kind of laughing since for a while, WoW's kind of lined up their patch releases with ours, our, our expansions. And it's like, Yoshi P, he decided to fight back. That's what this actually is. Oh yeah, because I think that didn't the last expansion for WoW come out that same day last last year? If not the yeah yeah yeah, it's very very similar timing. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't uh, think Yoshi did... P would do that though. He's not a petty man. <laughs> we did get our new job. Uh, Yoshida walked out on stage dressed up um, as the Reaper. Uh, it's a melee DPS. Has a scythe. Uh, we'll be using the same uh, Mamin gear set that Dragoons use, so if you're a Dragoon, you have no reason to not at least play around with this and double dip with your gear. Um, it's pretty wild. The Some of the effects, we were talking about this last night, um, a lot of colors we don't usually see in like battle effects, which is really cool. Um, the kind of main feature of the Reaper is that it can summon an avatar from the Void to join it in battle. and then, It's not like, the Scythe? Yeah, the scythe is, I You're would like, say, what? the most <laughs> obvious feature. Well, I mean... But your big, your big thing. <laughs> this is... I took this from the slide, okay? Don't... don't I'm just... Yeah. This is I'm only teasing you. Kind of like, it's kind of like how you wouldn't describe Dark Knight as like, oh, yeah, it's a class where you got, like, a big sword. Yeah. And then you'd stop, you know? <laughs> I think the first I mean, thing... But that is, thing that is Dark, Dark Knight, Knight, though. It's the, no, the... but the coolest thing about Dark Knight is that you have, like, a dark personification of yourself that sometimes maybe you also want to kiss because there's that energy, and I've seen that fan art before, and that you summon it sometimes to help you find Fusion, stuff. Fusion's head whips around like, excuse me? Fusion, <laughs> you've not dug deep enough if you have not seen slash fic or slash art of I, you Warriors know, of Light and their I, steam. I'm just, I, just going to say I, this honestly. I think I'm okay. I think I'll be okay without seeing that. It's um, actually really good, but that's just my own personal thing, and we can discuss that later. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was one of the things that I thought was the coolest about that class, and the reveals of it as you kind of go through the story. And I have feelings, I mean, I have so many feelings about Reaper, but I think that spirit, you were right to point it out first, because to me, that's one of the huge essences of what this whole thing is about, right? And of course, like, the scythe is visually, I think, very iconic and something people have been hoping for. But mm -hmm. uh, the relationship and what that means between like why you're summoning this creature and how you're able to like fuse with it and let it possess you and what it also means for Xenos yeah. to be this. And if there's going to be some kind of specific spirit or entity that he's tied to, I think is really cool. So to me, that's the selling point. That's the big thing. Yeah. 
yeah, it looks really cool. Um, the job quest for this is going to start in Ulda. Um, you know, I think that makes sense, right? Because if they had to pick one of the three, like, okay, everybody, let's go play Reaper. Let's go to Cortania. Like, mm, I don't know. That doesn't... <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, it looks really cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to be playing with this as soon as I get through uh, MSQ, for sure. The animations are amazing. And like you were saying, we were pointing out the different colors, but also the different sort of like... There's this streaky black kind of void grunge effect over them, which we yeah. were talking about in the moment. Like, oh, maybe that's where they got some of the stuff for the Suzaku, or not Suzaku, the um, Biako. old games, the Biako, <laughs> the Biako special effect <laughs> weapons. Uh, because, you know, we were kind of going, oh my gosh, we've never seen this in the game before, this kind of effect. And then when we saw the Reaper animations, you can kind of see some of that interesting texture in there. And, oh, man, that part where it, like, fuses with you and you kind of, like, jump up into the air and it's, like, a big version of you and that it's so cool. I am just into it. it and I didn't really, think I would be. Yeah. It's got a lot of, like, um, like turquoise or, like, cyan colors in the effects and stuff, which is really cool. Um, it, it's definitely got its own kind of, like, visual identity. Like, you could see that and be like, okay, that's a Reaper. Like, you just, you know. Um, so that's really cool. Um we also got to look at some new areas. Um, if you go over again, uh, our keynote summary, the first one here, uh, they just kind of show this picture and they really didn't tell us a lot about it. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we're not sure where this is going to show up. Um, I, have I do you, what, what are your thoughts? Please, please tell These us are your my thoughts. thoughts. Okay. You ready? My thoughts, because if you take a look at the picture and for anybody who hasn't seen this, we're referring to the one that's kind of like a floating city, right? So, um, like we pointed out when we were looking at it yesterday, and lots of other people have also pointed out on Twitter since then, um, the sort of, like, single helix-esque towers that sort of twine yep. up are very similar, and that kind of, like, skyscraper structure are very similar yes. to what we saw in Amarat. So, my thought is that this is some sort of floating remnant of the ancients that has been on our, like, on our original planet, and that it's possible that it's somewhere over Charlian and that they have hoarded the knowledge of where it is for ages because of what we assume they may know about the mystery of the world and everything else that's going on with it. So I'm wondering if like as we dig deeper into Charlian, if we end up up here and like learning some of the things that they learned way back when that they have been sort of keeping to themselves when they decided mm. to sequester themselves from the world. I'm, I think I'll, it's I'll, not. Thought, though. It's interesting that um, I, I, I at least assumed that uh, original Amarat was some place in the water because that's where we see it first, right? But nothing's to say that it was in the sky. And I was also thinking um, maybe this is our touch point to go to the moon. Like this is mm. where we end up. This is mm -hmm. where we get on our little ship, and this is where we that's, head to the moon. That's the hard thing right now, right? It's that. Because we have we have a handful of areas, right? We have this new area, um, and we'll we'll get into details, right? With all these, we've got uh, Mare Lamentum, we've got um, Garlemald, we've got Thavnir, we've got uh, Old Charlayan, we've got Labyrinthos. Um, so we got a lot of areas. The question is, how does the MSQ path through these areas, right? Like. It, is the moon the it's final gonna area? It's going to be so crucial. Is this new floating island thing the final area? Uh, it, we have no idea. 
Um, but you know, last time that they have shown like concept art with with that was kind of like this makes me think back to when they showed, uh, you know, that that concept art of uh, as is law, right? And they're like, hey, check this area out, and then they really didn't say anything else about it, and then it was the final area. Take that as you will. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious to see to see what happens here. I mean, it, yeah, it definitely has some some Amartine architecture, which is also, you know, as we've been kind of noticing lately, kind of tied into some of the Alleg stuff a little bit too. Uh, who knows? I'm excited though. It looks it looks like it's yeah. really cool. It looks super neat. I mean, you're right. This one is definitely more vague. And I do think it'd be interesting if this was something like our final zone and we didn't realize. Because I think a lot of us have just been assuming that the moon would be where we end up. And, you know, mm -hmm. when they were talking about the zones and stuff, they did mention that there's, it sounds like there's going to be multiple zones on the moon. And, you know, we've seen the, this one location and they said, like, this is just one map, though. And having this yeah. you know, tribe that's going to be up there as well, it does make me wonder if we're going to spend more time there than I think most of us expected and then actually have something more like this floating city that's somehow the final reveal, which would yeah, be a kind I'll of cool subversion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, right? Because we do have the video showing off, right, that that new moon area, the, the Mar Lamentum, um, but, or Lamentorum, sorry. Um, but, like... <sighs> I don't want to say that it feels empty, but it kind of feels empty because you're on the moon. It's the moon. <laughs> it's yeah. So to have, to have two areas, I, I'm wondering if maybe when they say that, if like there's like a dungeon or a trial or something else on the moon versus, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, they did show us a couple other sort of pans over some interesting stuff that looked like it was on the moon there were like those weird gnarly fungal pods i don't know what those were about like so that, that's it the could moon be... cheese that's that's what happens when the moon, moon cheese, cheese goes moldy right why you do yeah that's so, moldy moon cheese i don't know if there's gonna be maybe certain things about the moon that geographically we're just not expecting right like we're thinking our sure. moon but maybe there is actually something else that's here or like pieces of other places or something yeah. like that what we did see, and we were talking about this while we were, you know, going over everything yesterday. So it's Mare Lamentorum. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Which which briefly sort of translates to the sea of, of wailing or like the sea of like lament. Sorrows or weeping. Sorrows. Or, it's like you, yeah. you weep out of sorrow kind of thing. Um, it did make me wonder if this had something to do with, yes, this mystery or the summons or the end of days or the repository of all the people who were lost or i i don't know it's it's very interesting but it definitely yeah. looks like from what we've seen there's an eighth right there that is ancient or amaratine it's, it's really interesting yeah it's it's definitely an amaratine um eighth right and then the uh the video that we have um there's also like a crashed ragnarok on on in the area too so it's like yeah. oh um it's also um Right, and again, subject to change. Um, but the current BGN that they have with this is actually the uh, Silence and Sinners version of uh, the Beneath uh, Neath Dark Waters uh, piano arrangement that Keiko did. So it's it's Amarant music. <laughs> so I'll be really curious to see, you know, once we get into the story, just how this all, you know, connects and stuff. Yeah. You know, I I can remember talking to Koji once and. You know, the he the, he kind of jokingly threw out the idea of like, well, I mean, they you know these Alligans, they had these these ships. I mean, there there could just be some Alligans out there somewhere. 
Alligans were actually <laughs> tiny bunny people the whole time. There's there actual lore stuff that like supports that they built some kind of spaceship type thing and went. Yeah. I mean, we even yeah. know that like the, you know, ancient Magi and with, you know, a mock and uh, the Void Ark and everything there, we know that there were also ships made of that kind. Um, so, oh, and there's also that one that's in the locks. Is it the locks? The the boat that's there that's supposed to be some sort of ancient, oh, um, ancient spacefaring ship. That's not the locks. That's, um... It's one of the zones kind of like that. Fringes? Peaks. Fringes. 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 I think it's fringes. It's one of the two. I always mix them up, to be quite honest. I do, too. I do, (laughs) too. too. Yeah, they actually, they they talked about that um, during a lore panel years ago, um, what that that boat was and the the history of that boat and why that area is named that area. It's a red mage boat. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. There's a lot of stuff that can like tie into that. So I would not be surprised at all if we see more remnants of other things up there, you know? Yeah. There's all sorts of history on the star that we weren't privy to and that a lot of the like modern day people have been trying to uncover. Not even just the ancients and the Amara time, you know, like it's it's even back to ancient Oleg, so and a Here's lot of what they did is Yeah, chat Chad's got it, Neon Kreps Hope. That's right. That's, that's it. right. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this picture right below the video, yeah, uh, it has it has a purple like shieldy slash blast thing in it. What the heck do you think that I, is? It, I think it looks a little a bit more like a crater. There's purple. It's like a purple yeah. dome in it. It's like a purple yeah. energy thing in there. Yeah, I, I if you look kind of like underneath the eighth, right? It looks like it might be part of like a crater. Um, yeah. I, but like you know, the energy is more what maybe, I'm. Maybe maybe that's come down to fight Zodiac. Also, this other thing that's right below uh, visually the I don't know. Okay, that's just mm-hmm. part of the eighth right? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. And they did they did announce that the Loperates are Lunarians, if you will. The cute moon bunnies bunny are going to be up there. So and how I they got it. up there? I, I'm still like obviously if this Anybody is going to be a field. This this blue thing on the side that's sort of triangular-ish. Does anybody else get some Charlian vibes from that? Like, th- think of Idleshire. Think of, like, the top of Idleshire. It's kind of wonky, that like, shape. I mean, maybe a little bit, but honestly, it feels more... Like, I zoomed in. I got in close. Uh-huh. It feels more... Amaratine slash elegant to me. It reminds me a lot of when you're going into the Crystal Tower and yeah, you know yeah. how there's that like pathway where you had to do those things with those towers that had like the light channels and you like when you're taking down the barriers to enter it in the cutscenes kind of thing. It reminds me more of something like that. But yeah, it's I'm it's right. only in the uh, the video for a couple seconds, so we can't really get yeah. uh, a much better look at it than than what we have in the uh, the concept art, but. Uh... Yeah, I, it'll be you know I'll be curious to see what we fight on the moon, right? There's always been that joke like, oh, if you go to the moon, who's going to give you quests? Um, obviously the the Loperets. but you know I've been kind of hoping for for you know I like to call them my little blue space poops. Um, the poops. I want I wonder Poo-poo. if we'll see them. I think I, like they have to. It show either as just kind of random enemies or something. Like I think like maybe it'll be was. like a single minion drop from a dungeon that's set there or something we have to get some kind of little blue space poop in some capacity like. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um then we got uh we also got some more pictures of uh garlemald 
uh, which Crashed. you know again has has seen better days. Um, it's like a rough. It's rough. It's been the yeah. starving place. Yeah. Um, and the bottom just, dropped out. Yeah. So we get we get a little bit of a, a look at like the the crazy spiky tower um, that that Xenos and uh, Fan Daniel are are hanging out in. There's like a there's like a pipeline probably for like ceruleum or something. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 a big destroyed city. So I'll be really curious to see, um, just you know what all is is going on with this zone. Like obviously we're gonna get fates and and stuff probably right in the zone. Um, I'm just yeah, it's I don't know. It's just a big destroyed city. What what else? What else can you say about it? What else? What what is there to do in a big destroyed city? I, you can't go shopping. You I know, mean, like, look I for don't... the remnants. Like, no, they the call that something else. There it's not, or it's not shopping. Try to help. Try to help survivors. Or, I. I mean, yeah. I'm. Mm, I'm really maybe. curious on this. Like, what happened to the people? Where? I mean, we don't see anyone in these shots. Were they all killed? Like, I mean, it's there's just just a lot that Were we don't all understand. Taken about into it. the tower so that they can summon. Yeah. Something. Are they yeah. all brainwashed? Like, I mean, it could be that we're trying to go through there and, you know, free them of that tempering. I, I have no idea, but it's, it is interesting, especially when so many of us thought for a long time before we, you know, got to even like Shadowbringers that we were going to at some point see Garlemald and be in it and like get to know the society and the people and like run around the maps and stuff. So <sighs> this is a super yeah. bold move yeah. to destroy it like this. But, I mean, I also kind of feel, this is going to sound weird maybe, I feel kind of liberated yeah. that we, okay. that they're taking us to places beyond what we originally expected the scope of the game to be. And I do still want stuff here. I do still want to know mm -hmm. and, you know, to be able to help them rebuild maybe one day or I have no idea what's happening. I don't know if you can save this. You can't spit on it and clean it we're off. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to need a lot of crystal shards to craft this thing back so together. So here's the thing. Uh, Xenos killed the entire city around uh, the building he's chilling in because he didn't want anybody getting in the way when we show up, right? He's like, everybody just die so that nobody tries to stop the warrior of light when they show up. That's why. That would I'm be really terrible. That, like, the, the <laughs> but it's not of, like, beyond the... the realm of possibility, right? Knowing well, Xenos. Well, I mean, no. Based off of what we think we know about Xenos, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. But based off of the fact that that key art that we discussed earlier, they described as being all of the scions together, and Xenos is standing there in a way that makes him look as though he is very much a part of this faction as opposed to, like, opposing it, really makes me wonder, like, what is happening in that little blonde head? I, I, don't, well, I don't know. It's Kryl. Kryl took over his body. It's Kryl now. We've, we've had the villains in the key art before, though. Right, we we had Thordan in Heaven's Word. We had, uh, you know, Emmett Selk was was in the Shadowbringers one. And and while ultimately, yeah, he he was kind of a road trip buddy. Uh, we we did kill him. Um, so <laughs> take that. Yeah, as you're you right. Will. As I look over uh, it now, it is a similar composition. It is. I don't know why it, it comes across to me that he feels more like he's allied with them in this one than he is opposing them. I'm, I'm not sure. He's a little nuts, more though? kind of like woven into the group than um, Emmett Selk was in the the Shadowbringers art or or Thornton because Thornton I believe was at the top of the uh, the Heaven's Word one, but it was I thought it was really interesting too. Um, and we touched on this a little bit when we saw it last night. Um, the idea that this kind of composition of the Endwalker key art it has them kind of around. The Heidelin crystal, 
Um, and that is actually a really similar composition to how the Heaven's Word one was set up, but none of the other ones, which is interesting. I, you know, it, it, we're probably looking way too much into it. Like, it probably doesn't nah. mean a damn thing, right? It's just, we're just going to group people in here, and it's got this, the image has to be this by this. Just make it look cool. Um, yeah, just... just uh, actually, something I wanted to bring up, and uh, people in chat are starting to talk about it, is uh, we don't actually know what Xenos is doing. He's done things up until now that have does, actually does, helped. I mean, like, the way that things have been going now, I don't the know Emperor? that Xenos knows what he's been doing. Well, yeah, but like if you think about certain things that he's done, they were actually helpful. Yeah, it's interesting with him. I mean, he definitely feels very villainous, and yet we know that his intentions haven't always been for world destruction, right? They've been much more like personal selfish reasons, in a sense. But, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Fandaniel seems to be manipulating him as a pawn, but he is such a completely flat, no-emotion man that I don't even know if Fandaniel really truly understands what's going on with him. And that little line in the trailer where he says, like, now let's see if the hero will play his part or something, right? I thought that was interesting, too, where that sense of uncertainty in what Xenos will do is still present. So I, I think, I'm not, I, like, hoping he's an ally, because I don't particularly care no. for his character. But maybe I'd like him more if we find out there's something more I think... going I mean... I, I think know. I figured it out. So so they destroyed Garlemald, right? They, they've seen what we've done with the Firmament. So they destroy Garlemald. They're like, let's hope the hero plays his part, comes in, makes Garlemald beautiful, and then finally we can get our Whole Foods. Oh, I have been hoping for a Whole Foods in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah so... That's a South Park reference if anybody didn't. Oh, I, don't, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. That's why the two of us are like, reach. huh? Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah. We don't watch it's, those kind of shows. We don't shows, watch Stephen? that show. Um, uh, no, I think you how different people respond to him and his connection to you. And the fact okay. that he has, since the end of Stormblood, professed that he is our, like, one and only friend, you know? And that there's all this debate about him being a shard of us or all... There's so many different theories flying around. So... <laughs> I am just hoping that when we get the payoff for the ambiguity between Fanny Pack and uh, Thick Booty Xenos, who was, whose b Thick Booty was a lie, but, you know, we can hold on in our dreams, um, that we will actually get something where we're kind of going like, oh, I didn't expect this, and I actually yeah. think this was amazing in retrospect, and these years that we spent with him never dying, please God, just die already. <laughs> I, just, I just need to take a second, Astro. Off. Astro in the chat sounds says that sounds more like a Trader Joe Trader Joe's area. Maybe if it's if like you could have Trader one Joe's. grocery chain in Garlemald, what could it be? Yes. Anybody else get like a weird unbalanced feel when you just look at the Warrior of Light in this picture? They're in the they're, art. Oh, they're too yeah, big. They're, yeah, well, they're too they, big. They feel slightly bigger than the others. I mean, that might yeah. have been intentional mm -hmm. to try and make them be look like more of the focus of the composition. Um, I don't know. And then there's like this weird, I mean, it's, I guess it's Alizé's pants, but there's like this weird blank spot right there. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty wild mm. if they revealed some like updated version where there's an additional yeah. character in there. I mean, that would be Then it would neat. be 12 people. Just I, I really want to just like Photoshop Kryl and they're like poking out from behind Alpha and I'm like, ah, here I am. I've been here the I'm here. <laughs> I, I mean, of course, that figure at the top in this one is the big enigma, uh, but we already discussed that earlier. So yeah. Garlemald, 
Garlemald, these maps look interesting. I'm curious to see what's happening there and, you know, what we're going to do there. But the Thavnair stuff that came up next, and I have heard mm -hmm. some opinions on the color scheme, on the vibe, on the feel. I'm curious to hear what everybody else thinks. For me, I love it. This is so different from anything else we've seen in the game. I love the different like influences they've brought in from around the world. There's definitely, it feels to me like uh, some, I believe it's East Indian influences and then a bunch of other stuff that's all been kind of worked in. And I am so glad we have something that is so visually distinctive. The dancer plaza looks incredible. Like, yeah, <laughs> just looks so good. Yeah. I got so... totally distracted just now realizing that Tataru has an updated outfit. <laughs> Hold on. BRB, gotta, we gotta... Wait, hold yeah, on a minute. We gotta check out new outfits. It, 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 new. it looks just like a, a slightly more rugged version of what she has now, though. It's an updated not, little... Not drastically her, hat, her head is the same. She had some extra yeah. materials after after making new clothes for everybody else. She's like, I'm gonna make a little something for me. I don't... I, I, did. I won't have to... It's cost-effective. I'm using stuff that I have left over. I don't have to buy new things. I do have to say, um, somebody pointed out that in the trailer, Orion J's astrologian outfit, they have given him a full panel in the back as opposed to the previous one that had the deep V with the chain down it. And oh, somebody no. was like, they robbed him. Mm. <laughs> and I have to agree. Maybe it's colder. He's like, I, I, can we just a little bit? <laughs> this is my winter <laughs> outfit with my arms. Sure. He's he, he forgot to in tell. The jungle. In the jungle setting of Thavnair. It's he forgot to include that information when they sent their measurements to Tataru for the, uh, and a big just V cut in the back. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like that the, the Thavnair and Razadhanas deck is different than what we've had. Um, it's, it's not my thing, which is fine because I know a lot of people like, obviously like Rook is like, this is so great. It's really bright. And I, I, I don't want to say obnoxious, right? I, I'm not trying to like insult the, the cultures involved, Someone's culture, that, yeah. right? But like, it's just it's not my thing. I do like some of the area stuff though that they did show. Um, a lot of the Thevner stuff. We have like the the pool with like the uh, the elephant statue. Um, it looks like we can see the bottom of it, but I think it'd be really cool to like dive down under that and like get to something. Um, the kind of like dancer little shrine temple thing. Um, we actually see that in the trailer. Um, when Estinian shows up, uh, it gets wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> so they they actually did say um when they were talking about stuff like you know this may not be exactly how you see it in game um which brings up a, an interesting thought right with the um the shadowbringers trailer we had a lot of stuff in that trailer like when there's the fire in Raktika with you know when Yustola shows up right things that happened before we got there could all of the things we see in the Endwalker trailer be things that we do an experience versus something that happens beforehand interesting because because like if that stuff happened beforehand they really quickly rebuilt this dancer shrine <laughs> yeah i mean i i got the feeling maybe just because of where we are in the story currently right as we're pushing towards like these final parts of the msq it really doesn't feel like, you know, if there is a tower in Thavnair and it really does seem as though we are actively like combating it and like working against it sort of in the trailer. And we know that it looks like maybe we're going into one of these towers. I, I would hands down we've bet seen that some the, shots. The, 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 what we thought was the, the dungeon in the tower. That's probably that one in Thavnir. 
Because I mean, that video we thinking... had of Thavnir, it's really, like, you could probably get right up to it. Yeah, so, like, to me, it feels, though, as, like, where we are in the story, the fact that I don't think there's any way that we could deal with that, the fact that we do know, I mean, it seems like Radzat Han is going to be our next, like, uh, maybe, like, endgame hub kind of, like, uh, Yulmore, um, as opposed to, like, Charlion, which they said was going to be our, like, Crystarium equivalent, right? Um, mm -hmm. so to me, it, it feels as though that area isn't going to just be demolished when we get there. I, I kind of get more of a sense that we will go there as part of this process of combating the towers and like have something to do there that's related to it. But that's actually a good point, Fusion. I hadn't thought of the fact that maybe that was stuff that happened before we got there and then we'll, we'll be dealing with the aftermath yeah. while I mean, we're there. You know, one of the, the cool things they did with Shadowbringers, right, was how they, uh, basically individualized the skybox and the the weather settings right for everybody that was going through msq so they could totally be like okay so now we're gonna go to thafnir and if you haven't gotten part the, you know past a certain part of the msq uh some of the buildings are ruined and the sky is full of fire i mean he did he brought <laughs> up exactly that he, he right did. when they were yeah, talking he, mentioned he that. said yeah. like you know how the light thing and other stuff so i do wonder I do wonder, Fusion, if that's going to be it. Maybe you do get there and stuff is kind of on fire and then you can, like, it's, you know, settle it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they do have a new, like, skybox effect for, you know, at least the beginning of the MSQ. Just because, I mean, you, you know, we get the trailer and it's like, okay, here's the map. Everything's on fire. Yeah. But then you start so the adventure developing it before, fine. too. Why not keep using it? Yeah, I, I I think we're in for some pretty cool environmental stuff that we just haven't seen yet. I we, hope, too, that, that they'll put into play have. some of the experience that they've been sort of toying around with, with instanced versions of maps, right? So, like, we know Dome and Enclave was a pretty big experiment for them, right? With creating this, like, sequestered mm. area that updated and changed. Ishgardian Restoration has also kind of pushed that and then took some of the areas even, like, adjacent to that and kind of updated them. Um, we've seen stuff like the Alexander, you know, changes as you go through that zone. They've yeah. kind of been, like, dabbling with it. So this would be a really cool expansion. I mean, this would be so cool if this one really did have something where, as you go through the story, like, that map changes to some degree. Even if it's just mostly visual stuff, you know, like, mm -hmm. that would be such a cool feeling to be like, this is the end of the world. But it's not going to stay like this forever. Like, we yeah. will fix it. <laughs> and, and I think something that... Um, Again. Right? Not, that, that uh, It just kind of occurred to me, which is actually kind of brilliant. Thinking about 2.0, when we had the development of more donut patch after patch after patch. If they tie these changes into the story, people can New Game Plus them, and they will not miss them if they are not currently playing. And I think that's really cool. Because um, that's one of the things, like, if you come into the game, you, you know, you don't get to say, oh, I remember Mordona when it was, like, one building. Or I remember Idleshire when it was, you know, like, this this big pile of rubble, right? You can't see that anymore. But if they tie it into the MSQ stuff, you know, you could do New Game Plus and go back and see just the light skies in, in Shadowbringers if you wanted to. Um, so that's really cool. I think that's, it's, it's such, like, a little thing that just occurred to me, but I, I really like that, that that's a thing that can that people can see now and experience um with uh Thafnir and Razathan um we do have another look we thought we saw um 
some kind of stone carvings of this before. Uh, they did confirm it last night. Uh, we will be getting the Magus sisters in Endwalker. Um, they have, you know, they're not really telling us much about it. Um, in the assets, though, the folder that they're in is called Threats. So <laughs> take that as you will. Um, probably like a dungeon boss somewhere in Thabner. Yeah, or maybe like a, a smaller scale antagonistic group that we encounter and then eventually sort of yeah. deal with. They are cool, though, I, and I like how they've done the designs to reflect that like color palette and feeling. And yeah. it looks like each one may have a correlating class. Is that I think that you actually pointed that out yesterday, that it looks like one might be something yeah. like... Uh, um, ninja. Ninja. Got daggers, and a scythe, and, and yeah. either a polearm or, or a staff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it, they're probably not like a primal if they were like gonna be like a primal trial fight they probably would have made a bigger deal out of this right but i think this is kind of going the way of like 2.0 like fenrir and and diablo so it's like yeah they're gonna show up it's a final fantasy nod they're a dungeon boss is kind of the vibe i'm getting from this um i mean which is so cool so it could um, be too well i don't know we don't know who the trainer is gonna be specifically for for reaper I, if it starts in Ulda, I know people were talking about the correlation there to Black Mage and Thaumaturgy, which obviously, you know, involves the Void. But, I I mean, it maybe there's something there with one of them being a Reaper or there being, like, a group that's in Thavnair that might be able to, like, teach that more specifically. I'm not it's sure. It's hard, though, because no they're going to want to keep those class quests and stuff into the 2.0 areas. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's Nanamo. Reaper oh Nanamo? Oh Sign me gosh. up. Yeah, that would be go. kind of amazing. You know what? The last like, couple I, times I, we came I, up I with drank out of a cup once right, so and maybe. stuff happened. So I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to channel me some nice. void energies and uh, wield a scythe. I mean, obviously, like you know, it's it's not very big with the with the Lalafell, but uh, you know, she could like trip somebody, cut off a leg. It oh, going too far, I think. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, next up is, uh, some of the, uh, images we got for Charlayan, uh, old Charlayan, the OG, I'm looking as up it were. really quick. Okay. Um, I was looking up the, the first little hint we got. The Mega Sisters are actually inside one of the towers. So that gives you even more of a connection. Oh, just, to, you mean you're to... talking about the carving that we saw that had the Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're in it that Razet Han or the the Thavnir Tower dungeon, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be that maybe they were just like, you know, proficient mages of some kind that were in that well, area who have been um, know, tempered and are also, now like also, the tower. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing, right, we could consider is, um, you know, how I said like, you know, if they were primals, they'd probably play it up a little bit more. But they still could be, but they're still a dungeon boss because they're not bringing in whatever well no we do have the elephant tribe um because you know like right with with uh the this last patch we saw like the lunar ifrit right come out of the tower that's in thanalan so it would it would make sense that a tower in thavnir would potentially summon whatever the local primal mm -hmm. is right so i yeah i don't know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see there's a there's definitely a yeah. couple different uh Routes that this one just happened not to be lunar ish. I don't <laughs> That's oh, the also very obvious. Well, I, right. And again, it maybe we do see a lunar variation of it, and these are, you know, the original one. I, hmm. there's, there's a lot of different yeah. things that they could do with this. 
Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do. I get the feeling they're more like people as opposed to, you know, something be. like a primal summon, like you said. They could be. But but who knows? I mean, and it could be that they have a totally different form that we haven't even seen, you know, and that they might realize mm -hmm. that in a different way if there's going to be a fight. So, well, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like the the body types, right, too. So like one, the one is probably a Lollafell or could be mm -hmm. um, the the last one. I... Looks Elizin to me, but like Maybe? the ears are just like half pointed like Hilda's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we have the middle one, which definitely isn't a form factor we've seen anywhere else, but that could also be the clothing. Yeah, um, could be. I mean, it yeah. could be um, another beautiful, wonderful, plump Mikote, a gift to us all that we fe need. Fe female Hrothgar? Is that the first female Hrothgar? <laughs> I don't see fur under that mask, I don't think. Yeah, they <laughs> They're wearing a headpiece. It can't be a Hrothgar. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of different things they could do. I'm really curious to see where they'll where they'll pop up. Uh, there's They're definitely neat. a lot of different things they could do. Um, yeah. Moving but down, yeah. back to Sherlion. Back yes. to oh, I oh my god. I mean, you all know we were talking about this yes. when they did that pan to oh. to the reveal in the trailer. Uh, I Fusion shouts, keep going. I yeah. was just gosh it's so beautiful like it's everything i ever wanted the like ancient greece sort of like vibes are so real this like just the color palette too right i love this because they have this incredibly vibrant incredibly cacophonous like in a way that i love it's i mean it feels like revelry it feels like so bright so vibrant that we're getting with avnair and then to come to this more austere palette with like the white buildings that have that sort of green marble and everything that we've kind of seen with Idleshire, but like the original and that statue of Thaliac there and the boats and the like sort of Mediterranean vibe. I just like, I am just so into everything. The library looks amazing. The CG All of the Nautilus was so designs. good. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a little rough because like, again, right? Content in development, subject to change. Um, like the CG was gorgeous, it, like some really nice whites and stuff. But then the actual game, it's a little more gray. There's a little more green into it. Uh, I, I wish it looked a little bit more closer to the CG, if I'm being honest. Um, one thing I, I noticed too when they they do that kind of that that dive into like the library, um, in the CG, the library is all like brown. But the in-game footage that we have, it's actually, like, green tile? Yeah, I mean, there's so... definitely some differences. I noticed, <laughs> yeah. too, that when it's it came to, to change. Yeah, when it came to Thavnir and to Sherlion, and this was the same as when they first showed us pictures of the Crystarium, there's, like, a flatness to a lot of the texture. Almost, it feels like... Where mm -hmm. I think that it's because we just don't have the, like, exact effects where, like, the lighting and a lot of the texture and everything has really been, like perfectly kind of tuned i think it yeah. does give a slightly wonky sense i mean of course it's never going to be copy paste to the cg unfortunately you know final fantasy 14's behind the scenes elements are not you know set up to be like a cg red you know like incredibly detailed black desert online kind of thing right um they were working with something different when they started it and they've talked about going in and doing you know upgrades sometime soon hopefully for some of those textures but 
I mean, overall, I think it still looks really beautiful. I am excited to see it yeah. with, I think, a little bit more of the environmental effects and some of the final polish, because I think that's really going to make it pop. Yeah. Uh, so so we've got um, a couple different shots. We've got um, all these images, by the way, too, are also in the keynote. I mean, so it's just images and images and images and images and images. Everything that we were given, we wanted to put out there for you guys. So there's the trailer, and then there's also like a million stills from the trailer that they also put out. Just it's, They're there. Please make them your wallpapers i know i will um they, they look really good um but we have uh three screenshots from old charlayan and some uh concept art um the first screenshot has this uh this new aetherite node that we haven't seen before where it's got that um the uh the shelf nautilus nautilus thank you i'm like it's the thing i'm thinking like praise helix that's not that's something else entirely um yeah. so we've got close the, the nautilus. but not exactly um this, it's really interesting too because if you go back and you watch the was it the the Thavner or the Rosethan video that same Nautilus aetherite is being used Nautilus um, is all over the place it's also in the design on the floor of one of the dungeons that's the sort of like it has that um yeah. void mock arc kind of thing I actually I actually just did a deep dive on this this morning and then tweeted about it because I was uh, I knew a little bit about the Nautilus and some of the symbolism with it. So, like, the Nautilus in particular and different uh, other sort of symbols were really important to uh, early Greek philosophers. With the I was ideal looking of... at Twitter to find the tweet, and Nariko literally just retweeted. <laughs> yes, with, like... It's, with like, the right at the top. Of, <laughs> with, like, the concept of, like, divine geometry or perfect forms. So, like, the idea is that with the Nautilus... It's an example of a logarithmic spiral. So it's this like naturally recurring phenomenon. It's a structure that we see repeated time and time again in ferns, in, I mean, all sorts of stuff, right? It's this almost like perfectly mathematically modelable thing where nature constantly repeats this pattern. So a lot of ancient Greek philosophers had these beliefs that this was like proof of some kind of divine plan or scheme or like in the case of plato this idea that the world was a reflection of perfect forms that like existed somewhere beyond us and that everything we experienced in our lives were a reawakening of memory to those forms um and also the idea that there is like this intelligent design aspect right all hmm. life almost has a thumbprint of its creator in it which is this mathematical way that life can be created. So it's really interesting because in Charlayan, we see the Nautilus, which is actually an imperfect representation of the Fibonacci sequence and Golden Spiral. What is more commonly accepted to be like a better sort of version of this is actually the DNA helix. And it's so, it's like so cool. And I'm a huge nerd, everybody. Rick totally <laughs> went down a, 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 I, a, a lock I, I like this it morning. though, no, just, to, just to know that it's, imperfect i think that's kind of uh significant it's hugely significant oh that's if a flag. i can be yeah, a mega yeah. nerd in a second right because <laughs> like because we see in charlion the nautilus used but in all of the ancient civilizations including the amaritine aetherites like we saw in that shot on the moon and stuff it's the dna helix which is the more perfected form of the building blocks of life the but base they still screwed up for life. <laughs> well but but if we use that as some like larger sort of scheme about what's happening with Sherlion, right? Sherlion may have discovered the creatorship of the ancients and since then been behind the scenes, I mean, perpetrating this ideal of like the secrets of life or understanding something about the ancients oh, I, I have and Amaratines. No doubt 
and the thumbprints of the creator. Up to some shady shit. Yeah. Right they're, now, they're up to something for sure. So you that's have made, my nerd moment for the day. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you've made one of the uh, lore creators who specifically put these things in so happy. <laughs> so like, I mean, someone found it. Someone figured it out. It just works because I mean, so much. Even as we get into it, right? Ancient Greece, the ancient Greece philosophers, all of that kind of stuff is a huge basis for Sherlion. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like, I would say take a look into it if you haven't read a whole bunch about, like, Fibonacci sequence, Golden Ratio, um, the ideal of perfect forms, all that kind of stuff. Because there's a lot of things there while I was reading it where I was just like, oh, okay, Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Like, I see. It's, it's, it's funny, like, hearing you say, you know, talk about it in Plato and and then going in. For, for, for some reason, my brain, I knew you were talking about Plato and not Play-Doh. But then you're talking about, like, yeah, and appreciating, like, all these forms and all this stuff. I'm like, I've never heard somebody talk about Plato like, so deep before. <laughs> it's real deep, yeah. Um, the second screenshot we have from Old Charlie and is this kind of manner. Um, they're like, oh, like, what could this be? It's probably where daddy lives. Um, if I had to take a wild guess, I think we'll be getting a lot of background on the Levier family um, with this. Um, and then we get uh, a shot of kind of the, the port. Um, so yeah, it, it looks really cool. I can't wait to, oh to my check gosh. it out. Can I please get these trellises for my house, please? Oh, I know. I love the like open <laughs> verandas and yes. the like marketplace. We, have, we kind of have some of that now. They this is prettier. Some, well, <laughs> please look forward to it. Um, <laughs> I will. We also have a new area um, connected to Charlie, and somehow it'll probably be on that same island, I would assume, but we don't know for sure yet. Uh, they're calling it Labyrinthos. Um, which is like a, a geothermal valley with an artificial sun. Is that a, okay. a Limsa ship? Just right over, the, right in the center of, of the port picture. Is that a Limsa ship? I mean, it, it's a boat. I maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't see any any imagery on it that makes me think. Oh, just thinking about Limsa. how we get there, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. If it's, I mean, yeah. if it's coastal, probably, but. Yeah, this Labyrinthos is really interesting. And they did say that it's underground, which is yeah. a pretty big thing. And we know that if big you go guy. back to the other stuff that's been going on, yeah, there's this idea of this like sound that came up from the, the center of the earth that, or from, you know, underneath, deep underground that caused the end of days. So this does look like uh, an apocalypse survival bunker. But while they were describing it, they did mention, you know, you might see some stuff here that looks familiar and then some other stuff like mysterious technology, which does look a little bit like some of those pipes and tubes and things, you know, that we've seen with the ancients and their structures. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening here, but it had a very interesting like steampunky music kind of going for it. I uh, Labyrinth was is... not a fan of the music for this. Really? I uh, liked it. It's right. And again, like, I'm not trying to be a downer, but like, usually when we get these area previews, I'm always like looping them so I can just like watch it and like rock out to the music. I mute the music on this one. Really? It, I just yeah. really do not like it at all. Especially the I beginning. It's, it. it's too loud. It like, it like peaks out or something. It's just, it's. Uh... 
It's now, not for me. I have a I have a theory for this, and I okay. don't actually I haven't based this on anything. It's just again another tinfoil hat. So here we go. But as we were going through it, and with the sounds of the actual musical scape, and as you kind of look at the pictures, and particularly the video that they showed, mm-hmm. I grew up around a lot of pipe organs, and mm. uh, because I knew somebody whose mom played organ for a bunch of different churches, and sure. I immediately was reminded in various areas of a pipe organ or like these, you know, tubes that generate sound. Now, something that's interesting is that I also did some big nerd research on this. So sorry, everybody. This is Shoreline. <laughs> um, labyrinth, right? As we more commonly know, it refers to like uh, a maze, a maze where, you know, you face challenges, you're, you get lost, uh, made famous by the ancient Greek, you know, sort of story about the Minotaur and the labyrinth. And there's a whole thing that goes with that. So you can check that out. I think out, you right? mean it was made famous by the eighties movie, but that's okay. Sure. By the eighties movie <laughs> labyrinth. So How many David theory... Bowie references will we yes. get in the yes, Death I'm ready for that. <laughs> Is that David Bowie is down in the bottom of the earth. No, my, my, my other thing that I thought was interesting is that there's actually a different definition of labyrinth that I didn't know about, hmm. um, which is a complex structure in the inner ear which contains the organs of hearing and balance, consists of bony mm-hmm. cavities filled with fluid and sensitive membranes, um, which is very interesting to me because if there is something in this that is maybe more leaning towards that with like a sound that could be created or a generation of a tone mm. or, I mean, and it's underground, it could be something here that's connected to maybe that sound that was heard in the ancients. I don't know anything like I, I said. I would have never been able to make that, that I'm actually going to yeah. add a little connection to that. Um, the little inner, inner ear labyrinth looks like a nautilus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> and that could also yeah. explain some of the maybe irritants of the sound to it or something very purposeful with like the sound design there. I, I have no idea though. Maybe. I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely like, if you were to like ask me like what kind of areas do you oh. think we'll get in, in Endwalker? I'm like, yeah, underground geothermal area under Charlayan with a artificial sun would have not um, been on my, my list. <laughs> no, so, this is uh, a big surprise. It's, it's a little bit, uh, ironic? Uh, maybe not? Uh, if it is modeled after the ear and it has things to do with sound, it's funny because they're not listening. The Charlions? Yeah. You show up, they're like, we need your well, help. The end of the I world mean, is coming. They're like, eh. They're, they're yeah. listening, but they're not acting. Yes. Yes. And I mean, that does raise the question of why this place was created, right? I mean, if we're again going to ride this no, theory. They already thing, knew. I mean, this could be something where mm-hmm. this was something made by the ancients or, you know, whatever, that was purposefully made by a group to ride out what they would consider to be the end of days or that they knew that this was coming or that something, you know, and maybe they themselves decided to build this sanctuary or the Charlions found something down here and then built a sanctuary around. I mean, we, I, this is all, again, I, I, speculation. Yeah. So they could be keeping their knowledge or things to themselves because he says, like, you know, somebody has to survive. So this idea that like there is some inevitability that they feel that they're confronting and that they themselves are taking it upon themselves to be the the survivors of the race. It could be something like that where, you know, this was built as an apocalypse bunker, but it also either perpetrates the end of the world or like, I don't. 
or yeah, connected I, I, somehow, you know? I think, like, just b- between, like, the trailer and showing off this area, um, I, I really get the feeling that they're going to kind of take our expectations about what old Charlayan was. And turn it on and his ear? Like, <laughs> He's so mad. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and I think, right, it's that idea of taking our expectations and then flipping them around a little bit, right? I just, like, the especially with, with the, that encounter between Yishtola and Daddy in the trailer, like... Can we call him something else, please? I mean, I know a lot of people who are calling him Papa, Daddy. Then. Papa Livier. I don't feel I like Papa better because I yeah. don't, I don't know if I want to call that man Daddy. I don't mm-hmm. want to particularly because he seems like a jerk. And mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't like that in a person of any gender. So Papa, yeah, Papa, um, Papa L. We'll call him Papa L. Papa L. Papa L is Papa L. In case anybody had any doubts, or, we or, looked it or up. We can call him out. Father. No, <laughs> Papa's way better. Papa. Papa. <laughs> we. We looked it up on stream last night in the lore book, and people have posted this since then. But it's definitely him, like one hundred ten percent. It's his yeah, model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the way that that Yashula confronts him, like my my gut is like, like which is weird considering like the shots we get of Garlemald. But I'm like, Charlene might be the bad guys. Like I'm just getting I mean, like I feel really like... stuck up, stubborn like Ishgard vibes here. Sure, yes, it's I, not yeah. good for me. Vibes. It throws back to the ancients. It's just, I like yes, yes, Ishgard being all isolated by themselves, but it's so much the ancients for me. They're like we're smarter than everybody else. We have to watch out for them, but not help them at all. Even though Asim wants grapes, doesn't matter. Leave them alone. Do their own thing. Yeah, it's but it's also one of those things, right? I mean, depending on how widespread some of this knowledge is, like obviously, like if. If Papa L, right, is at, like, the center of the Nautilus. That's so like, much better. Like, <laughs> if he's, like, the head of this group, like, obviously he knows about Labyrinthos. Like, it's not, like, ten people that made Labyrinthos. There's, like, a, a bunch of people that worked on this, right? So then if it does use knowledge of the ancients and stuff like that, like, considering who his children are, they shouldn't have been as surprised at seeing things like Amarat then i mean and the scions yeah like the scions don't seem to know of it and many of them yeah pretty much uh, well you know the ones that at least initially they you all, know, they all got their phds they know they know they know their stuff so but i i wouldn't be surprised if it is something where we have this higher council that has these secrets and that models the rest of their society off of what they've discovered from ancient Amarat or the ancients in general, right? Amarat in particular, because then, like, you bring up, I think there is a huge parallel to especially that, like, wine grape story that we got, that additional bonus story, where, you know, we know that our character in the past, back in the ancient world, before all the souls were shattered, you know, was in opposition to everybody because we had a very direct hands-on approach, whereas they were like, no, we're not going to get involved if this whole group dies, if this whole island dies to a volcano. That's just how it got to be. And that feels very much like this, right? This idea mm-hmm. that, I mean, I could even see something with them where maybe they aren't truly villainous, but in their own belief that they, like you said, they're villainous the through knowledge. their selfishness. Yeah, like that they hold yeah. the knowledge that is superior to everyone else, that they have the right to like choose this for others and and deny knowledge to others. So I could see them being like, the rest of the world is on fire and has been squabbling and fighting and stuff. And we're over here. And just like the volcano, 
if it all gets destroyed, we will start a better we'll just, world. We'll just be over know? here in our little in our little hidey hole. We'll just nothing's. We'll just bury our heads in the in the geothermal cavern, and it'll be fine. <laughs> or says who says in the chat? Are they interested in allowing all this stuff to happen so that Amarat would be brought back, and maybe somehow they would be safe? I, I don't know. Mm. There's, I mean, there's a lot of good possibilities here, but I definitely yeah. get, I get one, that one vibe. thing that I I do feel fairly confident in calling now uh that that artificial sun that will be scaled down for a chandelier in houses <laughs> it's gotta be right i thought you were gonna say something like we will see it fall nope that's, that's totally like if they if they do the 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 fate gem stuff again yeah yep calling it now i feel so confident in that <laughs> <laughs> um, we did get a video of uh, the dungeon crawl, so we got a look at um, some of the dungeons that we'll be getting in Endwalker, including the weird Nautilus tower with mouth doors. Those mouth doors, though, mm -mm. they give me like, the same this... feeling as the terrible feet that Ruby Weapon I has. Was yes, gonna yes! say <laughs> this is like one of those, like you know, like when you like the people that like take like features of models and magazines and like clip them together. Okay, so we have our feet, we have our mouth. <laughs> it's very bad. Do not want Remember yesterday? I was like I have to use my fingers to make myself get happier. To do need my fingers to make myself even more sad at that. <laughs> I mean, it is it is very interesting though that as you pointed out and as we pointed out, there is a clear shot of the floor. Which, why would you do this unless you were trying to make a point, right? There is a clear shot of the floor yeah. and one of the platforms in this dungeon that has, again, this kind of, like, Geiger-esque, synthetic-organic horror kind of feel that's a little voidish, but is also, like, it's just this weird thing, right? And there is that shot that is clearly a Nautilus. Mm -hmm, and, yeah. like, that's something that I do think is, again, it's just fascinating. And the rest of this building is so yucky, yuck, yuck bad. The teeth door, <laughs> the like meaty wall passage, the just everything is bad. But it's, I think that it's again maybe like a greater kind of analogy, metaphor, imagery. I'm not sure of this idea of like the secret of life or like how nature can be manipulated into creation and and that this tower again it's not just something that was built it's like something that using the ancients knowledge or using some kind of knowledge was almost created as an organism it but it mm. it a yucky organism <laughs> I, just, I quite enjoyed yucky yuck yuck bad it's very good it's i just bad like, what the hell mouth door i that's what I get from this this trailer. Um, we do see um, some other stuff. There's going to be some kind of uh, garland based dungeon with uh, with a train. Maybe you get you come in on the train. Um, you know that could uh, that could be a to total like FF seven reference if they wanted it to be. Um, with the way that uh, things in Garlemald aren't going so well, it also made me think a little bit of the the approach to the uh, the big city in fifteen, a little bit. Um, I mean, they could be pulling stuff from, from all over. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they look cool. I'm sure we'll probably get, um, a closer look at at least one of the dungeons. Um, as we get closer to launch, they usually, um, 
you know, let press get into one of them during the media tour. I don't know if we'll have that this year, but um, they might give us a, a closer look at one of these dungeons uh, as we get closer to release. So, I'm yeah, they're so bummed cool. if we don't get some media tour or something. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have it's, to see. It's so uh, fun to see all the the job stuff, especially. Yeah, yeah, that's where we'll get the the job action video. Um, you know, hear about all the all the other things that they're they're working on. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Um, obviously, we'll keep you guys posted. Stay tuned um, for whatever information comes out there. Um, we did get the name of the new alliance raid, the new twenty four man. Uh, it's going to be called Myths of the Realm. Um, that will explore the twelve in a way that we haven't yet seen in game. Um, going to so be a new it. romance it's, it's, it's simulator. A it's a new romance simulator for twenty four people. Where you all go in, and then by the end of it, you have to come out with a girlfriend, boyfriend, or non-binary partner who's one of the twelve. And it's, if uh, you don't it's win, speed, it's speed dating. It's speed dating as a raid. You get married Alternative at the end. Idea. Mm, oh sure. no, you finish yours. You finish yours. Oh, nothing. You just get married, and then you live happily with them forever. That's pretty. Okay, much okay. Uh, alternative idea: red wedding. Everyone dies. Or everyone dies. I like <laughs> that too. That's exciting. That changes it up. You know, I, it. it <laughs> You know, it's not a bad thought, but the, the imagery just feels way too happy for that. Bad things happen at weddings all the time. Hmm. This was actually a surprise. I know, I know that this caught you off guard, Fusion. It caught me off guard too, to be honest, because so many of us they had mentioned before that it was something that's been a mystery in the world, right? And so many of us were thinking like, oh, maybe it's Silver Tear, maybe it's you know it, these big questions, and yet. As was pointed out, and Zen, as you were pointing out, because you're a role-playing character, and you can absolutely give more thoughts on that, like, the idea that the Twelve in and of themselves have been a big mystery in the world. And we know that they're worshipped, we've seen places of their veneration, we know that their power has been harnessed or used, or the power of prayer or, you know, devout worship of them has been used even by Louis Swa, like, and yet... Other than sort of our journey through Heaven Sword with all of the stuff there with people, you know, fervently worshipping Holonae, there's not a whole bunch of, like, actual mm -hmm. lore in the game. Like, there's not a ton that you can find. And now yeah. with all these other, like, bigger parallels to the possibility of them actually kind of like how Azem has become, you know, this whole thing with Azema and, like, this idea that maybe they were based on the 12 original... Yeah. Council members back a, in the a age. lot of the the lore that we had kind of gotten on the twelve was a lot of like one stuff, um and and you know this is also yep. to say like I was hoping and that for was like two tier. sentences each, right? I was really hoping for some silver tier stuff, but that's not to say that pandemonium or myths of the realm couldn't include that stuff, right? So, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I think for me, like. The only thing that's off-putting to me about this is just like the, the imagery they use because it's it's from the the, the chapel. <laughs> like where like I said yesterday, which is where kind else of weird can to you me. find? Where else can you find all of the symbols together? I mean, they well, could yeah, make something and, new. Well, plus and this fair. is actually a super interesting building. Like I'm not gonna lie, I actually have always loved this place, even before I ever had a like a ceremony of eternal bonding there. It's one of my favorite places to take screenshots. I think it's yeah. super beautiful. And we don't know much about this building, right? Other than the ceremonies that people have in it. But, I mean, it does look more ancient in architecture. And the fact that, like, this could be a space that, once again, much like the rest of the world, has been inhabited, taken over for a new purpose, 
that, you know, might centralize some of these ideas or beliefs, even in a more primitive ancient form that we don't, we don't know that connection, right? We just know the modern day usage of the worship here. Um, I actually always thought that the quest you could do for eternal bonding in and of itself was really fun and interesting if I, this is what we did. I thought it was a blast. We went around on foot on our, like we just went and on foot to each of the different locations and traveled across all of the maps and took that like pilgrimage almost to each of the different prayer spots that you can do f that were used as channeling points for mm. the summoning of the 12 by Louis Swa. And there was something about that that felt really, really I don't, special to me. I, I, it's hard to explain. Um, it felt like being part of like a narrative or story or myth in a way and 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 walking that path that you know other people I'll have be, walked i'll be really curious where the quest line for this series takes you like will you go to those prayer spots will you go to the the chapel right i mean you know it's like can you imagine like the round table they're like all right let's let's plan the next couple expansions uh we need some big story points hey let's reuse the crystal tower that was kind of cool oh yeah why don't we use the wedding chapel again while we're at it too that's a great idea <laughs> We don't know what's below that chapel. True. It could be. It could True. be anything. It could. It could be. It could be dirt. It could be a geothermal cavern. Uh, we don't know. You actually used to be able to glitch out of the map near that area. So what is below that chapel is actually just a bunch of textures. But spoilers. <laughs> they could there. like make. They could make other things and say mm -hmm. it was there the whole time because we know mm -hmm. there's that whole network of catacombs deep beneath. Retconning is a um, very real thing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, it's not even. It's funny because it's not even really retconning. Like throughout no, all of the shroud, there's always been those, you know, t like uh, tunnels from when uh, which calamity was it? But they had to like move all their culture and life underground. Gamora. Oh, the uh, Gamora. Yeah, Gamora. Yeah. And and funny enough, we got more of a feel for that from the tribe in from the group in Shadowbringers than we ever really have on on the source. So yeah, <laughs> Dave's um okay so moving right along i just i just want to say i i am actually really really excited about this uh and you like, are allowed to be yes i'm really excited about this uh, i i think that our our lore is really lacking in that particular area if you look at almost any other mmo you know something about their gods in the in the case of something like eso you know too much about their yeah. gods please stop telling me about your gods <laughs> They're the same, the same God over here is the same one over here. And the story is almost the same. They have different names. There's a tweet. I'm confused. Get a go away. Just tell me something about my 14 gods. Yeah, it'll be nice. I mean, you know, we've had like the, the 12 family tree going, you know, since 1.0, right? And mm -hmm. we just, we just don't really know a lot. And then the I'm ready thing for happens some and we're like, hey, wait a minute. Folklore myths. I'm ready. I love that stuff. Give me, yeah, give me I myths think, about I think, I think we why can get some really Halone cool hates Nobuka. I would love to know why Halone hates Nobuka. Yeah. Why are they rivals? Tell me these things. That actually might yeah. be in the story. Yeah. But I anyway, think, I think I want to know. We can get some really cool stuff out of this. Yeah. And I'm glad it's not a collaboration raid. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm glad it's original too. I just am so ready. I'm so ready for it. I mean, it's great. We were talking about this. We have all original classes. We have all original raids. We have all of this stuff and it's like good because this is the finale of final fantasy 14 story and i love final fantasy i love all the different final fantasies and i even think the collaborations have a lot of areas in which they expand what the game can be and you know add new ideas in but this is the expansion to do it this is the expansion yeah. to have stuff that is unique to this incredible world that they've crafted 
even if it does draw from other inspiration sources in some areas, you know, because they're trying to do a bit of those callbacks and tie everything together in a sense. But I, oh, I'm just so excited and ready. I'm so happy. Yeah. All right. That takes us into the next announcement. I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to let you two take it away. <laughs> you are way more excited about this than I am. I'm so excited. We did like this on the stream, and I was like, is it really? Is it really? Oh, wow. We're going to get new horns that point upwards? Do we get to be be, uh, the Pajal? No. Um, I don't necessarily have a horse in this race, but I know so many people who were just wanting this so badly. And so, as I exclaimed way too many freaking times last night, I'm so excited for everybody who wanted this. I was telling Zen before stream even started, I was like, I was rewatching our reactions last night. And, you know, before stream, I was sitting there and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to manifest. I'm going to manifest my dreams. And I was just like, we are going to get announcements about the opposite genders. It's going to be a thing. And I have faith that we're still going to get news about like additional hairstyles and them addressing all of that. I was like, I'm just going to do it because I'm going to be crushed if they don't address anything. So I'm going to manifest this. And then when we got to the end and it actually happened, I was sitting there and I'm usually the person that is the first one over here, like falling out of my chair, yelling at the top of my lungs. And we got to it and they revealed it. And I was like, that's right. There's male fear. (laughs) I just like, it took me until the second run of the video to be like, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's happening. Because I just was still like, now I am still processing. I have gone through the multiple stages of male bun, like, processing, the emotional stages. I've been through it all. <laughs> and I am so excited because, like we talked about last night, I don't, it's it's tough. Because on one hand, Fusion, I'm totally there with you. I don't necessarily mm. think that this is, like, a gift that Square Enix has bestowed on us out of the goodness and kindness of their heart because they just care about us so much. yes. But at the same time, this should have just been in there in the first place. I think they know yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So that that's my my take, right? And like again, right? I I don't have a horse in this race. Um, I would have never switched to Viera. I won't be switching to male Viera. Uh, it's just it's not my thing. And also, I like hats. But this, like, they're like, yeah, the players really wanted this because it's a valid thing. Um, you can't you can't tell me it's not a valid criticism. Um but yeah, I mean they come out like yeah, players really demanded this and like while that's great, they're just framing it in a way that makes them look better. Like yes, players demanded it because you messed it up in the first place. <laughs> you should have done this first, square. Um and and so I can't see it as anything other than them correcting mistakes that were of their own doing in the first place. Uh again, some people are really excited for this. That's great. I'm happy for them. It's it's not my thing. It's it's not something that they made for, because of player demand. It's them correcting a mistake because they messed up in the first place. Okay, because this is this is enough for me. This is my horse. I'll ride all the horses in the race. Like then with the <laughs> all, the all the horse birds. All the horse birds. All the horse birds. I'll do it. Um, I I am so excited. And there is so much more that goes into this, right? And we've seen the community already discussing. Like I'm so upset that they have broken lore to do this and all this stuff, but. I think it's hugely important to remember that like when you are dealing with an MMO of this scope, right? You are appealing to an audience, you are providing certain features within your game that are a part of a greater landscape of MMOs, right? 
So while there are a few MMOs out there at this point that do still have gender-locked races, the vast majority of everything, going back to one of the major complaints from 1.0 and why they changed this, there were literally like announcements about this where Yoshida-san was saying, we know this was a huge issue that things like Mikote, who canonically their males are also supposed to be not seen ever, right? And that's still in the lore to this day. They're supposed to be much more like out of eyesight than they are. But they said coming off of that, we realize that in an MMO where character customization and choice is key, and as a feature of these kinds of games, that realizing both genders and or a full spectrum of gender, which would be great as well, but we're still making progress on that, like is very important to players. And so we will not be ever adding single gender locked races to this game again. And then they did. And I think there's a lot that went into this, right? I mean, I think that ultimately it was something where they wanted to realize more when they were thinking like, this is gonna be our last race. We're gonna try and, you know, put these two in to give a little more variance, but we'll have the opposite genders. I don't think, yeah. you know, I, I love the developers. I think that they try to do stuff that in their minds, you know, they're like, this will be a pretty good compromise. In the case of Vera and Hrothgar, it's, it's been a really poorly half-realized kind of disaster. Because yeah. even with those two genders that we got, you can't wear most of the stuff in the game. You can't wear hairstyles. Most of the people that I know literally have changed off of the races that they were once more excited for than anything else in the game because the limitations have been so wearing over time. And to people who, who don't care about that or don't ever want to play those races, it's fine. But for those people who, you know, for the longevity of the game, for years and years and years down the road, when you're like, I've played such and such forever, I want to make a new alt, what options do I have? Or whatever it is, right? To have a full spectrum of offerings that are of the same quality, weight, and like, you know, style as all the others is so important. So my long TED talk short, I think that, you know, <laughs> lore is something where they even said during FanFest, we are giving a good reason for this and we'll explain more later. Like we're going to you know, try and put some context or lore around it. But ultimately at the end of the day, there are some sacrifices that you make and 14 can do whatever they want with Viera, right? Just because like original mm -hmm. Viera and lore yeah. says that, you know, from 12 or tactics says this doesn't mean that 14 can't realize it in a different way. Um, or, you know, have a future where the male Viera because of the conflict in the area are starting to come out and they are starting, you know, like there's so many things they can do. It's a fantasy it's, game. It's, they the, might it's it. you know, it's the end of like, days. They want to make the most of it. So all the males are showing up so they can party with the females. As bunnies I mean, do. Sure, fine. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 I, I, yeah, I don't think it's worth being upset about having more features and customization added to the game that really should have been there in the first place. And I'm hoping with the live letter today, we get information about hairstyles, hats, that kind of stuff. Even if they're just yeah. like, We've made Viera, you know, well-rounded. And in the future, we're going to be doing this exact same thing for Hrothgar. That's even fine. Like, I, I'm i just so glad they announced. One of the the best things about last night, too, is they came out and they did this. And then they said, we are also going to be doing female Hrothgar. They will not be coming out with 6.0, but we will be doing it. Uh, which, good. Good. Because <laughs> they would have gotten so much flack. And I think they know this, right? Like, they, they can't not be aware they can't not after the reactions last time um and so uh, yeah right it's it's rough because we we're finally getting these right with 2.0 they're like hey we're gonna add like male makote and we're gonna do all this stuff and it's gonna be great and then they introduced this stuff with Shadowbringers, and we're like oh okay uh 
Honestly, that's, that's why problem. I I never really had a doubt that we would get the opposite genders because it was a thing they talked about before. Yeah, but right, and and it's and the way they phrased it too. It's like yes, there will be no more races, races, not gender. Right, and 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 again, right. It's like Rook said, it wasn't handled well. Right, again, no, absolutely is, not. It's, it's it's like the collector's edition fiasco we had last night, like. Whoever is is choosing the wording for some of these announcements needs to stop being so like, hey, we'll we'll say like no new races, but we never said the other gender. Stop it. It this, doesn't like, bother me. It didn't I mean, make me freak out. Like I I understand why some people did freak out, but I, it was phrased in a way where you could interpret. Okay, well, they said this. But that means later on, this could happen. And I'd much rather be excited about when the, it's, that than when upset it's something When it's something that makes Square Enix look like they're taking a giant step backwards, they shouldn't be playing with their words. I agree. I mean, I I think that was honestly... Here, here, like this, it's it's so difficult, right? I mean, the way that companies communicate to players and the scope of what they're able to realize that we don't know. We don't, you know what I mean? We're not behind the scenes. We're not in those rooms. We're not in those discussions. And, and I mean, also not... in that regard too, right? Square Enix has been way more transparent than a lot of other developers when it yes. comes to this game too. Yes. So I think this has been a weird point of uncertainty in the community for a game where we otherwise very certainly know what's happening pretty much all of the time. And so it is strange that there was such ambiguous wording. It is strange that we even had these like half done races in the first place. And then it was additionally strange that we had like two years without any official actual statement about like the headpieces or can I use my mock station hairstyles at some point or will I always have to pay for a Fantasia to change my Hrothgar's hair or like, like just these super weird things that weren't addressed. And so, yeah. I mean, I always did hold out hope because I do think that 14 listens. I think that we see them really directly respond to feedback, to form talk, to people, you know, communicating. We do. Sometimes it's maybe not on the same schedule as we want, but we do see it. <laughs> and so I figured, you know, this would just make sense for them to do this at some point. I mean, why not just round out those races? Um, and I'm ecstatic that they are. I, I, you know, I just caution anybody that's going to pile on like a bandwagon, you know, like this is ridiculous. Why would they ever add this? And it's like, let's just, just have customization. You know, you pay for the mm -hmm. game, you pay for certain things. And it's nice to be able to have options in the game. They can justify the lore however yeah. they want. It's their game. It's their story. It's their narrative. And I think it's always better to me to open up a CC or open up some aspect in a game and be like, I have more rather than I have less. So this is great. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Hoping we get news yeah. about hairstyles and all that good stuff. But and, and, um, you know, and we, and we like we know Essie listens. Like we've talked to Yoshida a bunch of times over the years. Like we know that he gets it, right? Which I think is why when this stuff came down in the first place, it was so surprising to us that they handle things like this. Um so I yeah, it, 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 we have the genders now complete the race. And let us wear hats. There's still not. It's still not a finished race, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we have both genders. That's a great step forward. But the the stuff with the hairstyles, the stuff with the customization with with Hrothgar and uh, having used Fantasias, uh, that's dumb. Square, I love you. That's dumb. <laughs> it is. It's ridiculous. I just. Yeah. I guess. I guess my thing is like, yes, I do agree. Um, sometimes you need to spoon feed people. <laughs> 
or they're going to flip out. I wish there was less flipping out um, overall. Not saying it wasn't justified. Just saying I wish there was less flipping out because we they take away things from us when we get angry, when we don't need to get angry. We no longer get as much uh, preview of jobs as we used to, which was one of my favorite things because people flip out about something that can and will probably change and they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I mean, this is like all the bigger discussion to be had. And I see like your people talking in chat and stuff, right? Be excited. Like if you're excited, be excited. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I can acknowledge this other stuff where I'm like, I don't think this was a very good, you know, move or, yeah. you know, this was really strange that it took this long or, you know, that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean that I'm not like super hyped. I think the animations looked beautiful. I think their facial presets looked amazing. What you is just want to be surrounded by, by body rolling bunny boys i want that's bunny like <laughs> boys and bunny women because i'm aggressively pansexual i just want to be like right in the middle and just there and just there forever for all time forever and that'll be my final fantasy all all, all of the scions are gonna be is like where's rook and she's gonna be in a hot tub just with like all these viera just like <laughs> like hey what's up yeah no i'll get to it Is he <laughs> yeah he sucks all right see ya yeah i'll take i'll take another glass of wine <laughs> Turn that music up. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, and again, right, we won't, I don't want to be the, the negative Nancy or whatever, right? Um, and we've talked about this stuff a million times before. We really have. Um, but I think it's great that they're they're doing male Vera. I think it's great that they said they're doing female Hrothgar, even if they're coming later. The fact that they said that they're doing it is very, very good. Um, and hopefully, right, again, we'll get some more news on, uh, on, on the, the head stuff. So. It's okay to be disappointed. It's valid to share your opinion. Just do it nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's for anything in any game, right? Like, if there's something you don't like, constructive criticism is an incredible, an incredible thing yeah. to learn to be able to give. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm so glad because we got close to the end of that keynote. And, you know, we were all sitting here and I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 <laughs> We no. Well, it's, it's no, to that point where it's like, there's still something. There's they they got they got at least one more thing off their sleeve. I know. I was so glad. I'm so very glad. So um, it's this a shame. Is a clarity. At least it's a shame the CEO didn't come out in bunny ears. Just like what if it's so good? Yeah. I, I mean, I I kind of was almost expecting it. Um, the fact that we didn't get any kind of Beastmaster announcement, which, you know, like, at this point, I think a lot of people have kind of been expecting, even though it's kind of, you know, taking the backseat to just all of the really cool um, expansion announcements. Uh, it, it makes me wonder if that got put on the back burner for, for, some, for other stuff, or 100%. if they were even going to do it to begin with, if they're going to finish the Blue Mage stuff and then see kind of how overall it worked out. I... I'm really curious, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, here's the thing. I, from a role player standpoint, I think it'd be fun to have Beastmaster because even if I don't use it for whatever content or don't play it that much and I can't take it into other content, at the very least, I can have an alt character that's a Beastmaster and I can show him up at events and be like, there he is, there's that boy. You know, I, I'm fine with that. But from an almost any other standpoint in the game, I don't really know how much other limited jobs are really going to impact my play style or games, you know? I, mm -hmm. But you're right in that I really do think we were set up to feel as, like, I mean, there were so many hints with Boja 
And I mean, there's still a chance that maybe out of nowhere they drop it on us with the second half here, and they're like, here's something fun to do because the expansion here's... got delayed. That's a, yeah, I, I right before you said that, my brain started, I could, you know, those those wheels were moving. I, I wonder if they would do we'll that. We'll get it with female Hrothgar, just like mid, <laughs> mid, uh, whatever expansion. They're like, here you go, female Hrothgar and um, Beastmaster. I, I do wonder if it's something that they've been holding down to because they know of that, just that big gap between, you know, right, if we're supposed to get part two at the end of this month, uh, and then the expansion is november so we we know between now and then we'll get data center travel which you know it's not going to be some some magical thing right but i think that will help people stay in the game and, and do everything stuff. is magical fusion you everything is is wonderful and magical <laughs> you know, i mean you know what i mean like there's there's for some people it's like okay great now i can go and see friends that i can't play with before some people already have other characters on other servers and they've been doing stuff with their friends the whole time. You know, it's going to impact everybody I'm so everybody excited that you're going to be able to bring your real yes. main character to come visit. Yes, it's going to be great. Time. I think it'll be fun. It's, um, it's magical. It's magical. Okay. Okay. Damn, Disney. <laughs> calm down. It is magical. It's magical. <laughs> no, it will be magical, but I agree with you. I think it's going to maybe lose its novelty fairly quick. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things yeah, yeah, where yeah. you'll have fun and you'll get to see each other, but is that in and of itself going to be sustainable content that people are running for three months while we wait? No. no. So, something <laughs> like Beastmaster could be interesting. Um, I mean, it would yeah. be a nice thing to, to be able to drop during such a big content drought, but I... I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. I had something... I legit to say and i got so wrapped up in my magical spiel it's gone <laughs> i don't hate like i don't hate limited jobs i don't love limited jobs i feel kind of neutral and i forget that, they, that blue mage exists sometimes and i i don't know like i do think there's a way that i can get engaged with it and maybe here in this lull i'll power through and finish up the blue mage stuff that i never finished up and then you know give everybody more feedback because then i know you've said a lot that there is really fun stuff that you can do with Blue Mage and that it can be really enjoyable. So, you, can spit you know, it fish. might just be that, Yeah, it I, might just I be that I haven't, I haven't connected with it. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Beastmaster there would be kind is. of fun yeah. to toss in there if they were going to do it just for something a little bit bonus. I mean, I think, yeah, like people are saying in the chat, the expansion's already so packed with stuff. I feel like we have a lot of really good things ahead. I will not be I will not be sad if we don't get Beastmaster and eventually one day, years in the future, they do it. I won't be sad if they even nix limited jobs at some point. And like, you know, I I would not shed a tear. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be alright if they put the the mounts on something else. The the prizes you can get for doing limited job content. Uh the thing mm. I was gonna say, is it still there? Did I lose it again? Yep, it's gone. <laughs> Oh, so so close! You I have an it. old lady's plane. <laughs> it had to do with Blumage, though. Oh no! Um, of the things that they could chop to keep close to their schedule, they are only five months mm. behind. How much time have we lost to the pandemic? And they are only well, five months behind. Two, two that's, to three. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Two to three behind. They're not five months behind. No, release June to November, five months. Wasn't Shadowbringers July? Okay, four months. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just saying, like it's not like a full five months. It's 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 sure. lesser than that. Sure, right? it is. It is. What I'm getting at is, it's not that 
but many months they they are pretty good they did it's in the same year in fact that they meant to release i think that's yeah. amazing and of the things that they would a chopping block to to keep that schedule beastmaster would be like bottom people were not happy with blue mage overall why would they revisit beastmaster when they have so many other things to do to try and keep up that schedule i mean it's hard to say you know, I mean, if anything, I, the, the the delay with the schedule might be one of those things, like, that's why they need to finish Beastmaster. I, you know, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I don't, know. I don't I just even know like, if it's a thing. Right. I feel like it, it was, if it is a thing, it was probably super low priority because of what they yeah. saw with Blue Mage. Could yeah, be. that'd be, I think it'd be a solid guess. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? I'm sure at least one person is Square knows. None of none of us do though, so that's going to be the end of that conversation. Nope. Unfortunately, we we don't. The end. We don't have any like. Uh, secret, we don't have that uh, magic. Microphones hidden in like the conference rooms at, at Square or anything like that. So, uh, okay. Get all that. Come on. Right. <laughs> They're all working from home anyway. That's not going to do any good. You'll hear the janitor right. cleaning the carpet. Um, new data center is coming, uh, which is really really cool. Uh, so Oceana is going to be getting its own data center. Um. The, originally, they were hoping to launch this for 6.0, um, but uh, obviously, because of things in the world being the way they, they are, uh, they've actually been having to do all of their tech stuff like remotely with like video chats and stuff. So they actually haven't been able to go and physically like do the server stuff. Um, so right now, they're saying that they're hoping to have Oceana Data Center up by patch 6.1. Um, which is awesome for Oceana. Uh, the timing of that, because of Ishgard housing, makes me ooh like really hard. Um, my my nightmare scenario is everybody moves over to the Oceana servers, whether they're there or not, just to get houses. Um, and and you're face palming, but you know, like that's a realistic. Thing. like that's thing i'm not face palming at, at your idea i'm face palming okay. because it's realistic thing <laughs> okay okay that is i do not disagree with you sir yeah i mean we'll have data center travel by then it, it won't matter right yeah so we'll see we'll, we'll see how that how that happens but um that's that's super awesome as as soon as they started talking about new data centers i'm like sitting here thinking like ethis and galaxy are like losing their shit right yes now. <laughs> like, yes there's actually she has a reaction uh tweet that she tweeted out i haven't watched it yet but i just know it's gonna be fantastic um so yeah that's really cool i was a little surprised that just the way they started talking about it i was almost expecting two. i don't know if if you guys if, if you were feeling that as well i was thinking like like they were maybe would do south america a lot of people um, were hoping for South America. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. There's actually particularly Brazil, but there's so much, like there's so many players um, and there is like a huge concentration of players and uh, gamers in Brazil in particular, which I didn't even yeah. know about until I started streaming a lot on Twitch and encountering a lot of people. And yeah. there, you know, were even discussions about like if Twitch was going to branch out and go to different areas, like where would they, you know, create other hubs or bases? And that did come up and Brazil did come up as something yeah. in South America. Well, and, and, you know, Yoshida, um, you know, would take trips every year to um, various events like in like Mexico and stuff. So, you know, the idea of while it would be a beast of a project to do, uh, you know, the, the there has been, I think, at least a little bit of expectation of a Spanish localization. Um, and you know, this could have been, you know, the time to do it, announce like a data center and stuff. That would have been really cool. Um, obviously we didn't get that, but, um, 
I, I mean, know it's at huge least that we got for, Oceania, you know? Like, right, right. I know at least weird. at least for us, right? Because we, yeah. like, personally, we interact with more people from Australia, right, than we do from uh, South America. Like, this is a big deal for, for the people that we know, and that's awesome. I'm super happy for them. Yeah. I'm sure, too, that some of that, like, having to coordinate efforts with the pandemic and everything, right? Like, to, like you were saying, remotely set all of this up, even just for uh, Oceania. Like, trying to coordinate two different spots in the world probably would be very difficult. But at the very least, sure. it does show that they are thinking about their international audience. They are thinking about those expansions of servers. And I think the game is thriving to yeah. the point where, like, it is not unfeasible that in the next expansion we see them add something for, like, South yeah. America. They, they, you know? they acknowledge, and Yoshida said specifically, too, like, they're looking at growth for the game even after 6.0. So, I mean, that's, for us playing, that's a very good sign. They're, they're not yeah. slowing down anytime soon. Um, he did really great make sure to just step right up and be like, yes, this is the end of the story. No, I'm not going anywhere. Everybody calm down. Yes, Final Fantasy XIV is my life's work. Uh, this will be my last year as director, producer. Uh, no, no. No, no, no. Don't panic. That's not, that was not what was said. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's 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 all the stuff. From the Has anybody uh, done I mean, any uh, tome farming or anything yet? I have I not. So, so last night, my my obviously my schedule is going to be different from like literally anyone listening to this podcast. So, we did the keynote thing. I immediately went and ate dinner, um, and then like I'm getting texts on my phone like, "Hey, the collector's edition's up." I'm like, "Oh shit!" So I, I managed to snag one on my phone, and then after dinner, I come back in here to type up the keynote. So like I have the the uh the panels and stuff going on in the background but i'm also like not really paying attention right so i'm probably gonna have to go back and rewatch all that stuff from yesterday um, oh, no. and then as i'm trying to write up this keynote i keep taking a break like it feels like every five minutes to rewatch the trailer <laughs> and then that's, fine. that's valid like in several bursts it's like hey there's new merch up on the store <laughs> So they put out so much new merch yesterday. Oh I think God. I spent more on merch last night than I did for the stuff before FanFest. Oh, they no. got me with that Grahatia statue. I, I got, was like, I got both of them. I got both of them. I, I got, only got a Graha. bunch of job magnets. I got, uh, oh gosh, I, I, I put like three orders in last night. <laughs> My wallet is hurting. Couldn't make up your mind. So I like, was. I'll so just get these, tested. but well, also get well, this. So, it wasn't that I couldn't I'm make up my mind, but because the, the store was having so many issues last night. Oh, so, so you don't want to miss ended, out. What ended up, yeah. So what ended up happening is I, I just managed to get the collector's edition in before really there was any, like, I was seeing any fuss about it. Like, it took a few minutes mm -hmm. to, like, kind of load and process on my phone, but it went through fine, right? Because I was probably, like, right when it went live. But then people started putting out, like, direct links to products on uh, Twitter and stuff. Because if you were just browsing the store... Like the products, like the pages lists and stuff wouldn't load. So you could still use the direct link and get to the, the product. So like one would go out. I'm like, oh, those statues. Cool. I'm going to get those right now. And then like more would show up or you could like scroll to the bottom where it like recommends other products. And you're like, oh, my God, Did there's you like get all these other your things. your water bottle? Too. In theory, I got two water bottles. <laughs> Jesus. Well, because I, well, I, I put in two orders because I put yeah, in two, okay. two, two merch orders, right? Um, does but the yeah, game um, count? Because I guess the game, the game does went not. Up. The oh, okay. game did not count. Okay, no, yeah. then I'm back to for you, Sean. <laughs> that is two hundred and forty dollars, sir. I mean, you can spend I that mean, money real quick, real fast in that store. 
I was this close to getting those wine glasses. I like. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I thought about it, but I'm like, the reality is, like, uh, if I got I like them, them, I'd want to keep them in the box, and they wouldn't be out on display anywhere. And I also don't drink wine, so. <laughs> See, I drink wine. I, I would do. use them, but like, there's only three of them, and they're like, what, 120 dollars or something? And I was what like, a weird at least. number. I know. Yeah. I was like, even if it was a set of five, I think I would have just bought it. <laughs> I mean, I have to get the art book because I love art yeah. book. Yeah, the the cool. art book. There's a, a, a serpent of Ronka plush with like the hard hat. I think uh, I am gonna get the plush. I just the, got the, the Graha Artbert, statue. But... The Ardbert and Graha statue. Yeah. Um. I, I, I have no room in the display case, and I have three fan fest figurines coming at some point in the next month. I'm gonna have to get another display case. I, I don't have room. I'm running out of room. Hashtag real world problems. Um, <laughs> or eBay. You're like, I can't sell my collectibles. Get out of here. <laughs> look at him blinking. Look at him blinking. Wow. Why, Zen. why do you think that's a thing that I would even consider? I'm offended. I still am worried about the structural integrity of your house. It's fine. It's all supported by boxes from statues. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're doing fine and you know they're, what they're, it ends up being yeah my, my closet is a load-bearing closet at this point oh my gosh it's just it's just all boxes from from figurines and okay <laughs> i'm not even kidding i'm really serious and that's kind of <laughs> no, okay. so many do what you so love many, don't be ashamed so many boxes, so many boxes. Yeah, no. it brings you joy you, that's what you know you know i kid look look at my shelf it's full of nerd junk also it's Zed's like look at you with your merchandise oh uh don't, don't worry about this don't worry about this back here Naman Zeus is like looking back at the camera it's like what's up <laughs> i am here i am present um, my twins <laughs> there they are i can see them cute Yep. Yeah, mine, mine are above my head. You can't see them, mm -hmm. but they're there. Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, that's that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. I think that's that's all the things. Um, tonight, six p.m. Uh, Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern. It's gonna be the live letter. Um, we will be getting our uh, our write up of that either up tonight or uh, tomorrow morning, depending on how much energy I have. Uh, but we'll have that information, uh, and then we will be talking about that here next week uh saturday noon pacific um as we normally do so uh thank you everybody uh for hanging out here um if you want you can email us aetheritradio at gamerscape.com you can tweet at us at aetheritradio you can also join our discord discord.gg slash gamerscape uh there's an aetherite radio channel on there where uh, you can join us talk about the show i did i did post uh, the picture of the Omni Rice uh, that I had last night for dinner. Oh, <laughs> immediately! I missed it. I'm glad. I'm glad I put the cams back on. Just as you. <laughs> <Ooh>. um... <laughs> Show me that rice. Show me uh, that rice. Where'd you it's, put it's, it? Aether Radio. Aether Radio. Oh, yeah. that looks yummy. Oh. Was it? I good? went to your Twitter like a dum dum. It was good. I mean, I was also on my Twitter, but. I don't see it. <laughs> it's there. Use, use this your is eyeballs. the important wrap up. Yeah, we need to look at the umberized. Umberized is crucial. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and of course you can find us uh, Facebook, Twitter um, at uh, at Gamer Escape. So 
thank you for everybody for hanging out. We'll be back here next week to talk about the live letter. I hope everybody enjoys uh, the live letter tonight. Everything else that's going on with the stream, make sure to uh, cheer for Team Moose for the uh, the, the trivia segment and uh, enjoy the concert. I, I don't know if we'll get like a, a Primal's version of Lahi, but um, we can only hope. That's been in my head the whole time, just so you know. So and I am real proud of myself for not lahi once. <laughs> so much restraint. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to... I'm, I'm definitely going to be like setting that up for like a ringtone or an alarm or something. I just want to wake up to that. Yeah, right? if you have not if you have not watched the piano concert from last night, it is still it's, up on YouTube. You can watch it. Yeah. It has some moments. Moments that genuinely... like. I got super emotional during those two FanFest, uh, like, specific performances of, um, oh, you know what I'm talking about. One is yeah, Oblivion yeah, 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 yeah. Remix, and the other one Oblivion is the Titania and, uh, song. The Titania, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. I cried. And then, when the Automaton happened, I cry laughed. So, <laughs> yes, yes. I, just, just starting out with, with Neath Dark Waters, like, it's, it's, that's definitely one of my favorite tracks from, from Shadowbringers, but just, the piano version of it and then you know it kind of hits me that like we're not at fan fest and it's just like it really got me and i was also super tired <laughs> so the emotions are just like he, he doesn't have the energy to stop us let's go um, <laughs> so yeah it was it was really great definitely check that out if, if you haven't already i know uh, people have been sharing clips of the, the soap and stuff left and right on social media and, uh, i think i put up one in, uh, in our discord as well so make sure to check those out um, we will see you back here next week everybody have a great rest of your weekend enjoy the second day of fan fest and we'll see you next week. bye bye